Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah. I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Core. This is Core talking video games so that you can too. I guess uh, it's me, Scott Johnson, Bushwartz, and John Jagger. And once again, we step up to the plate to bring you the latest and greatest and uh, all the opinions you can stand. So welcome back, everybody. I wanted to just let everybody know um, we, we, we talked about it briefly last week and also uh, our, our big episode that we did that was uh, all about this Blizzard stuff. The uh, charity I wanted to do is now up. So if you want to get some artwork, uh, it's a broken hearthstone called No Way Home. Uh, it's available now in print form it's available as a t-shirt a pin or set of pins or stickers uh four different items to choose from three great charities to to apply your money to you get to choose which and it's all up there now 100 of all profits including the artwork creation itself all of it is going to these charities uh zero penny for anyone else including me uh, so anyway if you want to support that you can there's some really good causes in there you can read all about them They're, they have links and everything uh, we made it all super easy and transparent and easy to do. So go check that out. It's at frogpants.com slash store. Okay. Let's get into Very this cool. right they here. They look awesome, by the way. Oh, thanks. Sure it look, does, I think they turned out all right. I'll, you guys will be getting some stickers because they always have throwaway extras, and I'll, I'll give those to some people. So watch for that coming soon. Now this. Right. Um, we may as well get the one story out of the way that's still related to that whole mess, and that is that J. Allen Brack uh, left Blizzard. Uh, he resigned. Um, it doesn't really... Not surprising. Yeah. I yeah. vaguely remember someone on this show said it was definitely going to happen. I think... Not sure who. I don't probably remember. doesn't want to brag about it. No, it's he probably doesn't want... Yeah, he doesn't want people to think that he's, like, proud you know. of it or anything like that. Right. If it was you who called it, just, you know, keep it chill. Yeah. Don't go overboard on it because it's not something to necessarily not necessarily but it does seem like uh, a natural consequence that somebody's head was going to roll the very first thing that somebody said when I posted it on one of the Twitter accounts was uh, has he ever seen the underside of a bus before and makes a decent point Um, he's a little bit of a sacrificial lamb does he deserve to go probably Um, I mean I think he does uh, there's a lot of inaction during his time, but really this is a much larger problem than Jab, and Jab always felt like kind of a puppet uh, CEO anyway. So I don't know that well, this really 
moves. Do we really know? We don't really. I mean, know. we don't really know. No, but it would be my impression too. Right. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the language seemed to be because that's. I mean, when I think about him, I think about all the community people getting fired. I think of the treatment of heroes. I think of, Blue's you know, a, a general declining quality as far as almost all the Blizzard products go. I think of Warcraft 3 Reforged. And guaranteed, he was not responsible for all of those things. But they are all things that happened under his leadership. Right. And so I, I will say this. I am certainly not going to miss him. From what we've read and heard, it sounds like maybe he was uh, aware of some of the stuff and didn't act on it. But I think anybody that's saying like, hey, this doesn't reflect what Blizzard employees actually wanted and what their demands were during their their walkout and things like that, I think that's totally fair too. Because to me, this feels like the big move that you do to try to get people to stop paying attention to you. You know, like... What's the smallest thing we can do that seems big to kind of get, you know, people a little bit more on our side? And this is what this feels like. So it feels a little hollow, honestly. Well, also, these the way these deals work, he didn't leave with nothing. They probably had a very nice golden parachute on the way out. And uh, that's how these things are written up in their contracts. So. Uh, he's out of there now. Whether, whether other stuff will follow in the wake of all of this, who knows? Um, but uh, that is the biggest development of the week. He was replaced, by the way, by uh, a pair of leaders. Um, this could have been a real opportunity to put a a very capable, awesome woman in charge. They opted to have a man and a woman, which I think kind of weirdly goes against the. I mean, on one hand, you can go, say, oh, great, okay, there's some leadership at Blizzard who's, it's not all dudes, we got a lady up there. But yeah, it's a lady and a dude. <laughs> like, I, I think it'd be nice if it was just a lady, or a couple of ladies, or maybe a whole team, how about a board or something? Like, I don't know that this two-person thing solves anything. It's not a bad move, because this isn't about just giving woman a, a woman a turn at the leadership, it's about dialogue. So, in yeah. actually a strange way, it's actually kind of... I, I, I agree with that, but I guess what I'm saying than, is, like... Than, I hope I hope that they're I don't know I, I I don't know what I hope for for the people that are taking their their place or his place. Uh, by the way, the, the, let's see who it is. I can tell you their names. It's uh, not showing up. Uh, well, they very clearly learned from Warcraft and most Blizzard games where it's like take a leadership position like War Chief and replace it with a council of some sort. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. just that's the that's the new Blizzard way. We don't live in an era of War Chiefs or uh, kings, oh. uh, we live in a world of uh, councils yeah. and uh, little democracies. It's pretty funny though, because a lot of devs uh, do this very thing where it's like a, a multi-person leadership uh, role instead of just like the traditional CEO thing. And um, some have said that uh, those who work under those constructs think it's better for whatever reason. I don't have any details on that, but uh, he's out of here. Uh, oh, here it is. Jen O'Neill and Mike Yabara will co-lead after his departure. Uh, Mike Yabara, if that name sounds familiar, I think that dude was uh, a big um, EA. Or he was the one that was working on um, Anthem, I think. I think that was an Anthem. One guy. of them. One of them was a Game Pass person. I know that. Maybe it's. Uh, and the know. other one, I can't remember what they did, but they're both from outside of Blizzard. And honestly, I think uh, I couldn't be more excited about it. Like, 
I, I honestly don't care that Jay Allen Brack is gone. These two actually sound like maybe they can get some change in there yeah. um, and, and make some things happen. I mean, who knows? It's hard to say what kind of power and authority they're going to have. Um, Jason Schreier wrote up a, a series of tweets about this that have made it very clear and paints a very clear picture that Bobby Kodak has been trying to get more and more control over Blizzard uh, for quite some time. So, you know, sounds like politics sounds like a bad RTS game, but for all we know, you know, these people could be coming in as essentially puppets to some degree, kind of like what we're accusing, uh, Jay Allen Brack of being, but at the end of the day, um, Yabara actually like is super into wow, um, and is a wow player. And, uh, you know, I think having people that are passionate about it, and maybe not with the history with the company, I think makes me more excited for them being in the leadership role than if it was just somebody else got moved up. Yeah, and it is Mike. It is in the my, Blizzard culture. It is Mike Yabara who was with um, with Xbox prior to this, so he's the one you you were thinking of. Uh, came and joined the company October of 2019, uh, so hasn't been there very long. And has a pretty long resume of different leadership positions. Seems to be well-liked. So, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, there's an opportunity here. I'm just... Chat's got it. She was with Vicarious... She was head of Vicarious Visions. Oh, which... Which they did. You know. They did great work. Yeah, and they were just acquired by yeah. Activision. So, okay. That connection makes sense. Uh, so, we'll see what happens. I'd love to see Kodak go, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Probably not. I don't think so. Yeah, as far as we can tell, it's Blizzard under fire, not Activision. Like, yeah, that's that's the, it's it's getting conflated with all of this, and you you know we can say well it comes from the top or whatever. They they don't care. They're, yeah. they're they're not they're not in the business of making the world a better place. No, in the business of making money. Right. So you know if they can avoid blame, if if someone's more culpable than that person, even if you hate the other person, because you know uh, rampant sexual harassment is kind of a bombshell, then you know you can't necessarily paint that stick on Kodak or even the Francis Townsend. Yeah. We don't know how she, that might've been just a corporate internal letter that was poorly timed and worded and, and very tone deaf, but it's just someone trying to manage a situation that is probably generally removed. If she's at a high executive level from the ground level goings ons of blizzard. She's, she's so. famous for being, she's famous for being an apologist of, of uh, torture uh, techniques and getting information out of people uh, when she was in government, mm. and I heard I I saw, people make a I saw a make a big deal about that. It's it's like I, I don't like it either, but yeah. they work somewhere. Well, yeah, but you here's, don't like but, them. Here's, it's their company, not ours. You know, like, that, I'm not even talking about that. What I'm talking about is yeah. like they said that, or the, you know, that's a thing that people have said about her. And somebody said, look, she wasn't, or she deleted her Twitter account after all this, all this, you know, everyone freaking out on her and stuff and getting dragged all day. So she deletes her Twitter account. Somebody said she didn't delete her Twitter account. She, how she put it? How they put it? She's active in social position deactivation techniques or something like that. <laughs> something like that. I laughed really hard because you know you gotta laugh. Yeah. If you can't laugh at terrorism, yeah, I mean and, uh, she's she's like getting that. a lot of hate, and uh, I think probably. I mean, she deserves it. I'm not. I'm not saying she's a know. good person or anything like that, but yeah. You know, it's their company. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, there are a lot of people you probably wouldn't like in a lot of the companies you buy products from. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, you just, they're not public like they are with Activision Blizzard. And again, it's not because I'm not on the side of people who should be fighting for fair rights. But I think we're it's bleeding over into maybe more personal territory for the people who work at the company versus my outsider experience. I certainly, the Blizzard I believed in it does not exist no matter what they do. It's not the thing that it was or that it purported to be in the past. I That's my relationship to it now. If it was and ever that the, thing. We don't know. And it doesn't mean I'll never play a Blizzard game again. It just means I see it for what it is. Yeah, you, in fact, played a Blizzard game this week, right? You played, I did. Uh, Heroes is a great game. Heroes of the Storm yeah. this week. I oh, believe. yeah. Yeah, I have, no, I have no problem with people playing or not playing or subbing or not subbing. Like, people should do what they want. You do what you want to do, everybody. Yeah, you got to do what you're comfortable with, which uh, it's funny. Bo actually playing Heroes kind of showed me where my head was at because I thought I was okay with it. I thought I was like... You know, uh, hey, a, a company turned out to be shitty. That's kind of my expectations of companies across the board. So meets expectations. And I thought I was generally fine. And I have a tendency to check in on both streams. You know, if I'm going to have something up, I like watching friends stream stuff and all of that. And he was playing Heroes and I popped in and was like, no, you know what? I don't want to watch Blizzard games right <laughs> And I, tur- I turned it off and I was like, I didn't know that that's how I felt until I tried it and then went, no, you know what? I don't want anything Blizzard in my life right now. That's how and, it felt when I, I, you know, I, tried to, I tried to go update my, my uh, what do you call it, the launcher. And it popped up and I, uh, I didn't either. I was like not entirely sure how I'd feel. And I up, up, updated it, it popped open and all the language on it is season whatever of diablo and you know all that stuff they always tell you and it just all of it rang so hollow to me i just like nope i'm done i can't get in here right now but i don't blame other people for playing like you should play and do and whatever man like well here's what happened like as i started rewatching mr robot and and i hate to be cynical and and sad but at the end of season one after elliot does the big hack and angela's hanging out with the ceo of evil corp she asks him why are you so calm the world's falling apart. You're the CEO of this company that's, that's shit on. He's like, was it aliens that hacked us? Was it zombies? Was, you know, no, it's people. Let the people have their moment. Let them protest. They're people like you and me. But at the end of the day, I've got the full weight of the world's largest corporation behind me, and they'll need my help. Huh. Uh, something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. And, you know, I think about BP and the big oil spills. BP's still doing business. I, we sweatshops were a big deal when I was in my 20s. Uh, you know, still shopping at Gap, Old Navy, and Banana Republic still around. A few years' time, people will be playing Blizzard game. I mean, that's how they're – that's what they're doing internally. They're not saying, oh, you know, they're doing what they have to do, but they're being forced to make, like, the workplace a better place until such time as that they can achieve some sort of status quo and stability for the shareholders. Like – that's what that is. And if anyone's like, I want the people working there to fight for a good workplace, but I'm not under any illusion that I have an expectation that the people running the company are going to turn into saints, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And that's evidenced by the fact that the, the protesters are making specific demands that have gone ignored, but the company's still taking action and everyone's like, well, they're trying to sell it to us. Like it's good. And that's because in five years time, I mean, the pandemic happened. Nobody cared about Hong Kong anymore. Yeah. You know, like, and that that's the real problem. You know, we move on from things. And the plan is from the executive is that they'll move. We will do the right thing, but we, they will also move on from it. So let's not give them too much ground. I hate that I agree with that, ground. but I 100% agree with all that. 100%. You're absolutely that, right. I mean, I'm just looking at him like, that's what it is. So now that I see the news, I'm like, I just need to take a step. I don't want to get weighed into the conversation and trigger a bunch of people who are, 
rightly pissed off that work for the company. Like I hear those things and they make me mad. I can't imagine what it's like working there. But at the same time, even if they make it better, would you still want to stay there? It's over. Party's over. Like I think you should find if you're really that upset about where you work and not getting the demands. I don't know, man. Like it's time to seriously think about whether or not you want to stay in a toxic relationship. Yeah. Well, right now they're in the mood and the mode of uh, staying and fighting, and I support them until I do too. until it doesn't I work. It, I hope it works out for the best. I, ho- I wish nothing but to be wrong and and just a yeah cynical dummy and all that. No, I feel you. It's easy to get cynical on this, and I don't disagree yeah. with anything you said. Unfortunately, yeah. Placate. Uh, what is it? Ziggurat says placate until every everyone mows onto the next thing. I think he meant moves. But uh, I'd like him to mow as well. That's cool. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, all right. Well, there's that. We'll keep you up to date um, and see what happens. I guess Jesse Meschuk is out too. I don't know who's, uh, who is that? Senior senior VP of Global HR. Oh, that makes sense why they're. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's one that we're that like, too. yes. Was like, if I'm cheering oh, okay. anybody, yeah. not Jab, but this guy. Yeah. And maybe the people that work with them, because it's by all accounts, these people sound like they didn't know how to do their job right or they did it too well. Or it was just, the they were just terrible at it, or they, I don't know what, but yeah. yeah all don't of this. trust HR in general. I mean, it's it's shitty, uh, you want to talk about cynical, that general advice, but that was one of the first things my parents ever taught me when I was going into business, was uh, they said, okay, I, I mentioned something about like, well, shouldn't, can't somebody talk to HR? And they said, John, here's a life lesson you need to learn early. Who pays for HR to exist? (laughs) The company. So who do you think HR is going to protect? The company. (laughs) There you go. You you cannot trust them is the advice I got. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Shouldn't work that way. But it's the reality. And and that's the way it works more often than not. Yeah, I agree. Well, all right. So that's all going on. Good luck to all of them. That's fun. It's a whole lot of fun. Um, Activision Blizzard faced a new lawsuit. Also, this uh, this happened uh, this time from investors. Yeah. And, uh, so for failing to properly disclose the inner turmoil of the company affecting its valuation. Yeah. Which which I so, wondered about because uh, everybody was like, "You see their stock? It's up today despite all this." And I went, eh, "There's other knock on effects of this, and it may result in some unhappy investor business." And this is it. This is them rumbling and going, "Come on now." Because they know what this means. If this this kind of pressure stays, you know, all of them hope it it, it bull bull or it, it, it you know smooths over and we just move on and whatever the status quo is, like Bo said, is there. I get that, but uh, I don't think they think that. I think they think that the the smart money's on this is going to last a while and it's gonna it's gonna ding them. And you probably won't hear much of the drama about this because it's not the sizzle, but I would assume. Like they were aware that they were being investigated for two years and did not act, right? But guaranteed, the investors suing them like heads will roll for this. We probably will never know the story behind this, but yeah, um, that's a it's a big deal to you know people involved, and you could see Bobby Kotick go because of it, not because of the you know the more uh, noble let's have fair and equitable pay for women and no sexual harassment, please, but you know because you're. Who's who's lying? Who's misreporting the truth to the shareholders? That's yeah. You don't want liars. You know we don't want we want honorable people leading our uh, joint business venture. So yeah, and the board. Sorry, not the board. The investors and and 
investor relations was not informed about the lawsuit or the investigation that was going on for two years. So they were right. really mad right. about that. They weren't even informed or told, Yeah. let alone That's, they didn't act on it. Um, so, or do much to fix it while it was happening. And I, I don't know how you save face in the, in the face of clear, obvious wrongdoing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll and this, and this is where they say it hits their bottom line. They say as a result of the above, all, all of their accusations, Activision Blizzard was at greater risk of regulatory and legal scrutiny and enforcement, including that which would have had a material adverse effect. That's their way of saying uh, we're, we'll lose money on the deal. And, uh, you know, say what you want about investing in Wall, uh, Wall Street and all that other crap. But this is a publicly traded company. And this is this is probably where the most pressure is going to come from, if there is any. That's what I've always I basically said. If we're going to see any change here, it will have to be at the end of a knife that's about money, money bleed um, and, and value loss. That's I mean, when it's a serious happens. offense. Then people are trying to determine your value. Yeah. yeah. And you lie or you hide things that affect it because the whole thing's based, the whole system is based on trust. Yeah. Right. So. And the value part is difficult, right? Because you're actually trying to do a monetary value to human, bad human behavior. So, you're, mm-hmm. so if you say, hey, Bill over there is worth a hundred bucks. I like that guy. He's worth a hundred bucks. Do you hear what Bill did? What'd he do? He took a shit on the break room table. Oh my gosh. Bill, you're only worth 40 bucks now. Like it's a weird thing, right? Yeah. Like to 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 take the 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 Bill deserves to be ridiculed and given shit for for taking a dump in there. Uh-huh. And he probably shouldn't work here anymore, but what they have to do is they have to look at all of that as a quantitative money thing and they have to say, "Well, Bill, you were worth 100, but you pooed in there and now you're worth 40 bucks." But you didn't tell us about it, and then other people gave you a hundred dollars. So now there's ten people that their hundred dollars just turned into fifty because you were dishonest. <laughs> right. It's it's one thing if the value changes because failures happen, because failures are a part of business, part of life. Right. But if you hide it, then you just robbed people of their money. Basically, yeah. it's all a little nutty. Uh, well, anyway, moving on from all that, let's talk about Halo Infinite. <laughs> Uh, where hopefully Master Chief is not up to any no good. Um, All right, so they did a weekend multiplayer test over uh, this last week, weekend rather, and apparently... None of us got to play. No, none of us did. I'm kind of bummed. We're all Xbox owners. It would have been really cool for for one of us to get a a chance to see what's going on in there, but apparently it went pretty well. People seem to be generally positive about it, although it was a lot of bots, I guess. Um, one notable thing about all the bots that people fought were that they apparently are really good and kind of scary because they're good, uh, which I think bodes well for the campaign. Um, but they're, the bots are the behavior that people are describing sounds like it's, uh, a, a step up in a game like this. Hmm. Uh, anyway, it went okay. And I saw some footage. It looked, it looked nice. It looked very action packed early on. There were some server issues that were causing slowdown on clients and, you know, that's why you do these tests. Uh, this isn't meant to be a, a retail finished thing, but this is a huge step toward release. So if you're looking forward to Halo, um, I think Infinite's shaping up. So I'm excited about it because uh, I Halo multiplayer, for some reason, is the multiplayer game I can always go back to and do okay in. Yeah. Like so many other games, you know, for somebody who played just hours and hours and hours of Counter-Strike, like Counter-Strike was my life. I play Counter-Strike now, it's embarrassing. Yeah. I, I don't exist to people that play that game. It's bad. Um, if I were to go back into Heroes of the Storm, I would get wrecked. Like, none of these games uh, do I maintain any skills. 
But uh, for some reason, every time I've ever picked up Halo multiplayer, I get in and I remain pretty decent at that. Yeah. And it, it, so I'm always excited to go back to it. Um, and also because it's fun, yeah, not just because I'm good at it. Yeah, it's actually good. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, you know, it's on Game Pass, it'll be out day one. We'll get to play it. They're still planning on this year. I forgot the date. September, November, forgot. Whatever it is. November, I think. Uh, a new Halo, finally, after a, after a long time between this and five, and also five wasn't that well received. So hopefully they yeah. they uh, they they get up to some good business here. We're we're what a year delayed uh, from the original release. So this is uh, yeah, it was supposed to come out with the new consoles. Yeah, it's so. supposed to be a launch, and it's uh, that did not happen. But I think that's I didn't, I didn't even thing. know there was a new Halo game. <laughs> really? Wow! <laughs> yeah, I'm like like news to me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't played since three. I think I played an hour of three. I'm not a big Halo. I enjoyed Halo one and two, but I, I kind of dropped off after that. Never really played them. Man, I loved three. Three was my jam. I think of all of them. But um, I think uh, I think Reach is probably my favorite of the Halo games. I think Reach was, Reach was definitely Bungie doing their big swan song. You know, like bow before they leave. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was disappointed with four uh, so much so that I didn't play five. Uh, four suffered from Mass Effect Andromeda problems where it was like you got a, a logical break in the story. You've got a chance to start over. You've got a completely different setting. And then their solution was to do exactly the same thing that they had been doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't I didn't like it. So um, I hope this is good. I'm ready to I'm I'm really ready to get into a Halo game now. Yeah, ready so. to love Halo again. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in that same boat. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to have it be fresh and new. And uh, I don't want to think about four and five anymore because those were boring and I didn't like them. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. Oh, Amazon's new MMORPG, uh, New World. Not to be confused with the 4X game Old World. Uh, new World got delayed again. It was supposed to be out. The end of this month, it is now not going to be out until the end of, of September, September 28th. This is after a pretty, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say, I don't know how long it lasted. And I think it's still going or maybe it ended yesterday. Or no, I think it ended a couple days ago. A couple days ago. Maybe, yeah. They've I been doing like a Monday or something like that. Closed beta thing where, you know, if you had a key, you could play. I played. Did either of you get a chance to mess around? I can't remember. Yeah, I played. I think, I think this delay makes sense. Yeah. That game doesn't seem ready. Yeah. In fact, I would even argue that I think September 28th is too soon. I, yeah. I think that game's got some stuff to figure out. I think it's cool. And I, I think when we talked about this, what I said was that there is a skeleton there that I think could be a good game. But everything that's built on top of it feels like it needed work. Yeah. And for a game that was going to come out like a week later after their little beta period ended, it was way too early giving them an extra month. I still sit there and kind of go, eh, how much is this month going to go? Mm. Like it just, I, I think it has a longer way to go than what a month will, will be, but it could also end up being, it's just not a game for me. Mm. Um, Cause I know some people, I talked to some people, some friends of ours who really love that game and, and thought it was great. But uh, I think it needs, our old pal Siv he, thinks it's paprika? the paprika, paprika or curry, curry powder, <laughs> always curry powder. So it needs some spice. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of paprika. Not the not the Sorry. weird anime called paprika, but um, but uh, paprika. 
uh, our old pal Siv loves it. He wants to. Yep. He wants to have coitus with it. He wants to make yeah, love to it. There, there was coitus. Yeah, here, <laughs> our hot new there show. There will be coming. coitus. There will be coitus coming <laughs> this fall. Check for it. Watch for it. Um, yeah, we'll see. Bo, any uh, renewed interest in this for you at all, or are you still sort of like? Mm, eh, no, maybe not. I haven't heard anything. I mean, I haven't looked into it. Heard there was crafting. Big time. Maybe if there's good world PvP, I don't know. MMO is a tough sell for me right now. Yeah, I was gonna say this. There's a. Yeah, it's a I have a yeah. bias against them. That has to be really appealing to want to dip my toe in. Sure. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I think the the thing working in its favor continues to be that it's thirty nine bucks and there's no monthly fee. So it's really a low barrier to entry for people, um, uh, compared to other you know other models, I guess. Uh, I enjoyed what I saw, but everything felt a little bit, well, like, like John said, just a lot of systems felt like they're just not done or they're not iterated on enough or something. It's hard to put my finger on it. Um, it was pretty though. Looked real nice. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You can, Hey, all you people who jump ship on blizzard. Now you can give your money to a giant mega corporation like Amazon. I'm sure they haven't done anything sketchy or treated anybody poorly at all. Yeah, I'm sure that they're... I, I was going to say maybe the month delay wasn't for game development, but to settle some <laughs> some internal stuff before going live. <laughs> they they have a spotless record of worker treatment, and uh, it'll all be, it'll all be fine. Uh, Scott reminds someone in the chat of Brad Hamilton. I don't know who that is. Who's Brad Hamilton? Someone tell me. I don't know. Do you guys know who that is? Cool kid in school. Yeah. Hey, it's Brad. Oh, he's so cool. Like that? Oh, man. Yeah, Brad's here, guys. Hey, <laughs> I don't know if you know, but Brad Hamilton's coming to this party. No way. Brad Hamilton. Oh, I'll never get Brad that. Hamilton. I'll never go out with that girl. She just likes Brad Hamilton like everybody else. Ugh. Cue music. Brad. Yeah. yeah. I watched. I feel like uh, I missed something. You're just. Something, we're just doing John Hughes mo- movies here. Something, something happened. I didn't. I didn't. I missed an integral part of how we transitioned to this. Do you? I'm like, what, do, what are we doing? When's What's the last bit? time? When's the last time either of you saw Gross Point Blank? Tell me. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, oh. A couple oh. years ago. Oh, you gotta watch it. I'm, I just, sorry, I'm sorry to shock you in such a way. I, I mean, you gotta watch it. It is like on a to do list, but I haven't. I made my too many video games. I made my daughter play or play it, watch it with me. Um, yeah. It came out the year she was born, which is crazy. Um, Ninety seven, but it's such a great movie. It's such a great freaking movie. Cannot recommend it mm-hmm. enough. Take John Hughes, take Quentin Tarantino, make a baby that doesn't care about feet. That's your movie. It's so good. <laughs> just to be clear, which part of Tarantino we're getting the non feet? Yeah, he doesn't care about the just- feet. Or he does care about the feet. We want to take that out. We're going to remove yeah. that from the Tarantino part. Yeah. It's a great oh. movie. It's so freaking good. Gosh dang it. All right. Moving on. How about this uh, Playdate deal? So the little handheld, right? The crank on it. Uh, that yeah, we talked about this a while ago. I thought, yeah, a long time ago. I think it looks so cool. Yeah. I, I still just love how it looks. It's cool looking, right? Like, look at that thing. I don't know what I want it for. I just know that I want it. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the sharper image catalog of uh, game consoles. <laughs> so I don't know why right I need now. it. I just know I need it. Yeah, it's reason. sold out. Yep, they're gone. Right, Man. that's it. You're done. You're gonna have to wait but for the second. Probably wave. gonna do another run, but yeah, they're sold out for 2021. Apparently, it says uh, pre-orders of the new handheld uh, started on July 29th. Over 20,000 consoles sold less than in, uh, less than 20 minutes. What's that? A thousand consoles per minute. 
uh, is confirmed by the Maker Panic uh, Firewatch publisher. That's who was making this. Allocated a set number of units to be shipped later in the year. Once those have sold out, the company continues to take orders uh, for 2022. Units made for the next year will be adjusted to meet the demands by or set by pre-orders according to the company. So, I forgot it was by the people who made Firewatch. Yeah. You know it was a vi- good video game? Firewatch. Yeah, it was, right? It's probably good. my favorite walking simulator game. Like in a in a world of Gone Home and Dear Esther and all of that, Firewatch was probably the best one. I'm going to agree with you. I think I think I liked that game a lot. It was very good. I mean, it definitely looks like a cool little device. I am it's it's impressive for something that the mainstream will know nothing about. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like it doesn't feel like this is gonna be uh I mean, they're selling plenty of them, but it doesn't seem like something that my mom will ever hear about. She'll have no idea. All right, John and I had a weird experience. <laughs> you looked, you froze, Scott, but yeah. you froze, like leaned in, like you were listening very intently to what we had to say. I think we were both so we thought you were here. just really taking it all in as we continued to speak to you. Dang and it. then John and I looked at each other with a knowing look. I could see, and we were like, we're, we're, we're in frozen <laughs> land. <laughs> like, we're, we're, in, we're in this void. I'm <laughs> not in the reality of our call anymore. Wow. Yeah. Oh, did you know there's a. There's like a bunch of these games. I didn't Probably realize. Hope it has games. That's what you get a console for. There's a ton of them. Uh, wow, a lot more than I thought. Twenty four free games come with this thing. Uh, executive golf, flipper lifter, <laughs> executive golf, hyper meteor, pat, pit, uh, pick pack pup, spell corked. I don't know. What I want to point out it's not just executive C-O- golf. It's executive golf DX. Oh DX. Yeah, sorry. Mm. It's very important. Forgot part. about the DX. Yeah. You see snack? Oh, snack looks a good. Snack on there? Oh yeah. Lost yeah. your marbles. Echo echo echoic memory. That's weird. Yeah, it looks like uh, a boogie fun loops. Thing. I want one. I do. Oh, and there's yeah. a whole developer yeah. uh, kit they're putting out so people can make games easy. Yeah. All f- and 179. That's it. I mean, I think the price I mean, should be if this price if this thing was ninety nine bucks, you'd sell a trillion of them. But I, I think for a one ninety nine or one seventy nine, it's well, not too bad. You never know, man. I mean, if it takes off as a hit, it might be a nice little young person toy. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, uh, it's not a full blown deal. I used to love those game and watches that Nintendo had, things like that. Yeah, it's in that vein. Oh, they're doing. They a, bet you they can make a cheaper version that they can sell at Walmart or something like that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it seems like this is going to do well. So, best of luck to them. All right, moving on. Uh, final story here. Pokemon Go uh, reverts pandemic changes and players are pissed. Is this true? Are they mad? John, are you mad? You're yeah. a player. Are you mad? I'm mad. I'm done. I uninstalled the app. The one phone game that I had given myself an exception for, Yeah, uh, I'm done with. What uh, were the so, pandemic yeah. changes? So uh, in response to the pandemic, Pokemon Go made a couple changes to try to keep people in theory safer for a game that's you know about going out and being in public and being around other people um obviously if they were going to survive they needed to to do some some changes and so it was things like you didn't have to be as close to pokestops in order to spin them uh you could do remote raid passes which meant that you know you could invite players from a long distance i've done raids in japan didn't actually go there but Friends could invite you and you could you could do raids from a distance uh, walking changes to distance needed to hatch eggs, how long you could use items like incense, which makes Pokemon appear near you without you having to walk around. And by and large, it made the game a lot more fun, like hmm. regardless of it being 
for the benefit of the pandemic or not, uh, it made the game a more fun game. And so they have reverted and changed a lot of these. The key one that most people are upset about is they have lowered the distance to spin Pokestop. So it has gone from something you could do from a decent distance away to you have to pretty much be standing right on top of whatever landmark they have determined mm. uh, you need. And that's the one that got me to uh, to give it up. So this is actually really a, a bit of a painful one for me. And I understand that a lot of people are going to have a lot of different reasons. I've heard some people who have said, you know, this is a game about going outside and, you know, maybe they have a disability, maybe they're in a wheelchair and getting into places is hard. And they said this, these changes actually made the game playable for them. Uh, so there's a lot of people that are being impacted by this going away. And for me, Pokemon Go is always going to be a game that I kind of associate with the birth of my son, as weird as it sounds. Um, mm -hmm. It was, they had a big Pokemon Go event um, not long before he was born. I think the first weekend uh, or the last weekend before he was born, it was one of the last things my wife and I did together before uh, before he was born. On the way to the hospital, the day he was born, my wife and I were both freaking out. We stopped at a park. We did Pokestops. We played Pokemon Go. That's what we did. Uh, that's what we did to relax. That's I great. literally have on my phone a picture of my wife in the hospital bed with a Vaporeon sitting next to her because we were playing the game in the hospital, in the hospital room together. Like it was just this fun thing that was all built up around. Um, his birth so the game means a lot to me uh and to have it change and revert what was a good change that by and large made the game more playable more accessible more fun uh just for no good reason like the reason they've given is basically like well we want people to go out and explore and you can't explore if you uh can spin these stops from a long ways away well, yeah, it was also 120 degrees. I can't go too far from my car right now. If I want to spin a Pokestop, I will die. So it it's very frustrating that people are calling for a, a boycott of the game and, and, you know, for people to stop playing or take a break to really hopefully send a <laughs> message to them. Oh my. I just uninstalled the game. I was like, eh, you know, they changed it. We're done. And so that was uh, that was the end of well, that. What if they what if they fix it? Me. You going to go back if they fix it? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I mean, they, I, mean it was fun. I guess the whole question is is that it wasn't really broken, or was it just a temporary concession, and they brought the mechanics back to where they wanted it? I mean, and they brought saying. the mechanics back to where they wanted it. Yeah. yeah. Well, selectively, yeah. some of the stuff they left, some of the stuff they didn't. Yeah. So my guess is this: was, they have uh, made five billion dollars with that game since its launch. That is a lot of revenue. And my bet is they left some stuff in that improved the revenue and they're reverting back to stuff that gave them more revenue before. That's my bet. That would probably be, be a bet. Yeah. But right. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a frustration and uh, done. Well, good for done you. If you're unhappy with it, then don't play it. So yeah. yeah. And there's some confusion in the chat. This is everyone thinks Nintendo owns Pokemon. They don't. This is not Nintendo. They don't. It's Niantic. The Pokemon company. This is Niantic and, and, and Pokemon company. Mo mostly Niantic though. Um, yeah. They're just doing with the license as they, as they have been approved to do. Nintendo does not own the Pokemon company, although they do own some stake in it. 
and uh, and you and you and you'd be uh, you'd be forgiven to conflate them because I mean so much of Nintendo's hardware, uh, especially in the portable market, has always sold extremely well uh, with Pokemon products. Uh, Pokemon, they have a long-standing partnership, right? Oh yeah, big time. You know? Yeah, they may as well be Nintendo from the front-facing part of it, but they're not actually owned by them. Anyway, um, uh, we'll see what happens. I kind of want to see. I can now. I'm feeling the drama with you, John. I want to see how this pans out. I want to see if they react Wait. to the pressure or not. Wait, John, why don't you play Witcher? Why oh yeah, play Pokemon Go with uh, uh, Monster Hunter. Yeah, has anyone tried is it, that is, yet? Isn't it no, by the I same have, company? I, uh, I don't know. Hold on, <laughs> it's by CD Projekt Red. I think CD Projekt Red is doing it, right? Well, like maybe they have a partner for the mobile stuff, but like, let's see. Who's- Who's doing the Witcher? Witcher Monster Slayer, it's called. It's uh, uh, your hunt begins. Who, okay, let's see who makes this. This is made by developer is Spoke Spoko Spoko Spoko. Spoko. Hey, the the clean slate, man. We don't know anything about them. Let's say, yeah, they haven't they haven't made anybody <laughs> angry yet. Oh, they haven't done. This review. We haven't heard well. any of the bad news from this company, so let's do it. This is actually reviewed. Okay. Yeah, I thought I heard good things about it, but it's just, I mean, it's not my kind of game, but if I was to play, if I was to play a game like that, I would probably pick a Witcher, cool-ass Witcher game than, you know, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, but what Even if... Even though we're about to talk about some Pokemon later, but let's, we'll get to that. <laughs> right, but if that was a Witcher game, you might play that MOBA, you know, a Witcher MOBA, that'd yeah. be cool. I mean, they had a DC Universe MOBA and a Transformers MOBA, and those failed too. There's more to it than the IP. But, well, they never even uh, launched that DC one. I was pissed about that. They they had it in beta and they tested it, mm, but they never launched yeah. the damn thing. I was pissed because I liked you need it. To, the game. The, 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 there's a lot more that goes into it than just the IP. That's the bottom line. Yeah, money. Yeah. Um. All right. Well done. We've done it, you guys. That means we've made time and room for a Dear Martha review. Yeah, that's right. Steam Steam reviews from Dear Martha. And uh, not from Martha, but from her husband, whoever his name may be, or her husband. Yeah. So we're going to find out which one that is today uh, with a reading from John as we look into another Dear Martha Steam review. Enjoy. My dearest Martha, today I present to you a review for the game The Ascent. Martha, they fixed Cyberpunk. Yours in this life and the next... <laughs> Kaiser. <laughs> wow. True, but also not true. Yeah, true, but not true. But also kind of true, but not true. But true, but not true. I have true. more. You want to do a couple yeah, others? I have a bunch way. of short ones. Yeah, so give me, let's can... do another one. Okay, number two. I like two. the idea of I'm just like, I have a review for you. And the, the <laughs> wife would be like, jerk. Like, it's, it's all you're going to do is write your damn game reviews to me. Uh, All right, give it. uh, Let's wait. Hold on. Let's reset the clock. Here we go. All right, number two. My dearest Martha, today I present to you a review for Power Wash Simulator. (laughs) Martha, why are you reading reviews for Power Wash Simulator? The moment you saw there was a game about power washing, you knew if you wanted this game or not. And whichever of those. You are, you're 100% right. I knew instantly I would love it. And I do. Yours in this life and the next, <laughs> rediscover. Uh, by the way, I agree wholeheartedly with that review. It's awesome. Power Wash yeah, Simulator. Yeah, it's like he called us both out. Yeah, it's really and good. Scott sees Power Wash. He's like, I gotta play. I'm like, oh no, chores. Yeah. 
Now, do you have do you have a final one, John? One last uh, sure. Tank? I've I have up to three more. We can do as few, many or as few as you'd like. I'm a big believer in the law of threes. Let's do a third. So okay, here we go. Let's uh, let's do that. My dearest Martha, I present to you now a review for the game Graveyard Keeper. Martha, I think graveyards look a little overcrowded these days. People must be dying to get in. (laughs) Doors in this life and the next. Damn. Wow. That's awesome. That might be my favorite because it's a terrible dad joke, but the pause just made it. That was really great. All right. Well done. As always. Well, Well delivered. Well told. Yeah, not so well written, but you didn't write them, so yeah, don't take offense. Uh, to that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not his writing. Uh, yes, uh, save, save it in the chat. This can be its own podcast. You watch; it's it's coming. All right, let's get to our games. Hey, we played a bunch of games. I want to tell you guys about some hardware first, though. Uh, I bought for review. It was actually for this and and the Boop Show. I thought this would be a cool uh, device to talk about, and it would be one that would apply to both indies and mainstream gaming. And so I got one. It's called the Backbone. Look at this. You think phone uh, hey. phone games are dumb? Well, I got some news for you. They're oh, is that a phone? We put your phone in between the, the yeah, handles. You do, and let me show you how it works. Okay. I'll go ahead and do is that it right from now. From Xbox, uh, I no. used to only like one phone game, and now I like zero. <laughs> you like none? Well, this wouldn't help you anyway because I don't think Go would benefit from this at all. Uh, however, is it still so, a phone game if you put it in that though? Uh, well, not really. That's kind of what isn't I love it, about doesn't it. Doesn't that turn it into a switch? Like, are you? That's basically that, it. How do How do you think that would work on your brain, John? If you add it, it looked like a switch. You know uh, what I mean? Like, would you play an okay game, not a gotcha mobile game, but if it was like you know Battle Heart, for example? Like, you know, okay, so. so Scott's got his his Xbox Series X pulled up here, and he, so he's playing legitimate video games on it. Yeah, I'm playing um, real I games. don't know. I have no desire to play a game on my phone. Like, that's the big issue. That's where the line is drawn. I don't mind playing games on my Switch. I don't mind playing games on a tablet. I have zero desire to play a game on my phone. Let I me need ask, my phone to be a phone. That's what I need it for. Well, that, uh, despite your old man attitude, let's talk for a uh-huh. second about what's possible. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, I'm going to fire up Game Pass uh, via xCloud real quick here. Oh, yeah. now yeah. we're getting now we're yeah. getting somewhere. Now he's going to just play some. Now it's a it's it's like a Steam Deck, but it's more of a <laughs> it's a Steam Deck. Uh-huh. All right, Steam so Dick. as an example, I'm I'm firing up a game of just a quick play of. <laughs> of Why did you pick? NBA NBA 2K1 because it's just the first thing that was on Game Pass. Okay, so there it is. It's Game Pass. It's it's NBA 2K. I mean, it looks like a Switch or Steam Dick to me. Yeah, it's very Steam Dicky. Look, there's the team. They're all high fiving. All right, you guys can go out there and play a good game of ball. All right, let's get in there. Of course, you have all the sound. It's like I'm watching a network broadcast of basketball. Why don't I have sound? Oh, so here you go. Here's some sound. Uh, Let me skip ahead here. All right, they're gonna. We're going to jump. We're going to do the jump. All right, you ready? <laughs> this is a great podcasting contest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is off. Listen to him squeaking. 
Get the Bo and yeah. John watched Scott play yeah. basketball on his phone. For, for audio so, listeners, though, it really does look like a handheld device. Like, I mean, it it's at like the it's point a, where it's like, yeah, it's a phone, but right now it isn't a phone. It's a screen. How much did for, that cost? That thing's actually really cool. Yeah, it's a hundred yeah. bucks. Uh, the, the that's a lot of money. It is, but I would I would argue one of the strengths of it is this: um, the build quality is really good. Like, I was surprised by this. It's not plasticky and janky and squeaky. It's solid there's rubber backing where you put your phone in um it doesn't need batteries because it uses your phone just plugs right into the uh to the port it looks like it can still fit in your pocket (laughs) you know like if you're a businessman you can still put it in the pocket of your slacks you probably and when you pull it out it probably look a little weird when you're on a call you just be like hey i'm a gamer anyways i'm taking a phone call guess what i take it off guess what else this runs bo this runs also, by the way, it runs the best version I've ever played of Among Us. Um, for whatever reason, it's just really fun on here, nice and tight. Uh, but uh, tight, tight, I, I played. So as you go through this little interface tight, they tight, have, tight. they have this like kind of front end, you know, PlayStation Xbox style interface uh, built right into it. And it just says, hey, well, here's a game you might like. And it tells you where they're at. So these are those three games are on Apple Arcade. That one's on the App Store just in general. There's Dead Cells. It's just a full blown game. Um, here's. Game Pass. Here's Stadia. So there's a bunch of Stadia games listed. Uh, so here's it's a Steam Deck for cheaper. Kind of. There's there's um uh it has a whole list for GeForce Now. So Nvidia's GeForce Now games are, are also playable on this, and they did. I, oh, so you can stream Cyberpunk 2077 on that. Whatever thing. you're playing, you you, or you can do it. Valhalla Vikings or Assassin's Creed Viking Valhalla. Yeah, or like, Swords yeah. of Legends. Is on here. Or Swords of Legends. Or why not? <laughs> you could probably do without. It's also a Steam link. So if you want to just stream from your, your Steam box, wherever that's in your house, you can do that. Oh, you can do Steam streaming as well. Oh, yeah. So it really is a Steam deck. It really is. And the Game Pass, by the way, if you buy it, they give you three months of Game Pass for free. And that's for anybody who maybe doesn't already have Game Pass. Oh, um, wow. So they got a deal going with Microsoft. They got a deal going with NVIDIA. Like they are really actually trying to be the deck for console gamers the sticks themselves feel a little bit tighter and better than the switch sticks uh the button some people think they're here i'll let me turn it off so I'm not how is it on the battery so hear that they think that's clicky i yeah. don't i like it it's just tactile how is, how is it on the battery um no more i'm not drawing any more battery from the phone than if i had another kind of controller hooked up to it so it's if not, you're just playing whatever game on okay. yeah and it has pass-through chargings if you want to charge it while it's in here you don't have to take it apart. You can just oh, stick it perfect. there. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. There we go. And it's got a headphone jack if you want, or you can just use your wireless earbud. Why did I buy a Switch? Oh, well, my God. <laughs> well, because you're... Sw- oh, well, but you that's the other thing. can't play Pokemon Unite on. Not yet, but Pokemon Unite Not yet, comes but out you will here. be able to, actually. Yeah, that comes <laughs> out here in, like, less September. than a month, so I'm pretty excited. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, it lets you stream and record. I really didn't need to buy a Switch. I could have bought a, a, a what's it called? Backbone? It's, it's called a Backbone. Quick, uh, buy a Mario game. Then you're solid. It's yeah. fine. I want to play Metroid Dread. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I you're not going to get any IPs from Nintendo on here. Um, although there are already some people yeah, doing some pretty wacky uh, hackery business uh, with this thing. But I have to say, I got this as a business expense to say, let's test it for indie games, mostly for the Boop Show, but also for here. I wanted to just kind of see what it was capable of. And if there was a way to make your phone feel like a more viable gaming device with, a, you know, that isn't just like a weird clip on controller or um, having it wireless and propping your phone up somewhere like it's a screen or whatever. Those are all just kind of janky ways of doing it. This actually works for me a lot. I really, really like it. And uh, 
way more than I thought I was gonna. Like, this is a full recommend for me. Now, this is the iPhone version. I don't know if they even make an Android version. They may. I, you I don't know. What know. The funniest part about this is that, like, you can play Diablo Immortal on this, and the fact that they made it a mobile game is kind of a joke. Right. Like, they could have just made a game for all platforms and on your mobile phone, right? Because, right? right. like, just the way the direction everything's going, right? It's like the handhelds are coming in to form, and I think cell phones will be a part of, like, already a part of that. Yeah. It seems like, you know, they've delayed too long and they're missing their window. Because, like, now I can play Game Pass. Like, why would I play a mobile version of Diablo when I can play Ascent on my phone? Oh, I should say. Like, so, if you if you have Apple Arcade, this is a huge uh, bump. But, like, you just mentioned Game Pass, and I should mention this. Um, Game Pass has two points of latency. Uh, sorry, not Game Pass, but xCloud, okay? Okay. Which is Game Pass. The two points of latency are, no matter where you're using it, your browser, uh, uh, an old laptop, this, whatever phones tablets the 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 one point of latency is the service is going to have some level of latency period now it may not be too discernible or people don't care because it's still cool or whatever but you're going to have a little bit of that streaming latency that's just built in that's part of the product the better your internet the less you're going to have uh just like it's same with geforce now same thing um so i'm kind of describing all these services um, what I like about this is because I'm not wirelessly connecting a controller to this thing, it is hard bumped in there. Like this isn't being Bluetoothed in. It is being hard bound into the system. It's like having a wired controller, which means that second point of latency, which is controller latency, doesn't exist. It's mm-hmm. removed from the equation. So everything, including the Stadia games, which are already pretty good on the latency side, um, are... Uh, you know, are using the controller as if it was wired in directly because it is, and you l- eliminate the the added latency of controller latency plus the streaming service latency. So it may sound like a small thing, but it's actually kind of mega. And I've tried it both ways. It is noticeably less lag when you use hmm. something like this versus like a a PS4 controller that's just wireless or whatever. That's pretty exciting, man. Yeah, I like it. So I highly recommend it. If it's, you know, look for it on sale or if the Game Pass free three months is a way of looking at how to, you know, how you can get it for less or however you want to look at it. But I think even for 100 bucks, at first I was like, is this really going to be worth that? Totally worth it. And I've been playing. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. I've been playing The Last Campfire from Hello Games, the guys who make... Uh, um, no Man's Sky. No Man's no Mansky. Uh, is that out? Yeah, it's out. Well, it started here. Because they made it exclusive to Apple Arcade to start with. It's also on Epic Game Store and it's coming to Steam in like a month. Uh, it's on Switch also. So you can play this game on a Switch. But it's uh, it's part of the Apple Arcade thing and it uses the controller just fine. So I was like, well, I already have it. I'll play it here. And uh, it's awesome. That game's great. Yeah. It, that's a good game. Like a legit what kind of game, game is it? Because I actually don't know anything about it. So it's like puzzles. Um, how do I describe this? Oh, geez. You know, I know you don't like games where it's so artsy. They're up their own butt, you know, but that's not what this is. This feels earned like it's artsy, but it doesn't feel like it's, hey, look at us. It's more like this is what we want to make. This is the story we want to tell. Um, I'm going to give you an example of the, the let's see if I can find it. Yeah, there it is. So I want you to hear the narrator lady. I want her to call me every night and put me to sleep. Okay, and I don't mean this in a creepy way. But if there is ASMR and I'm possible, and if I am ever sensitive to it, this might be the voice that did it. Uh, so listen to this. Just a taste of it. I'll try to find a part. Here, let me go back. All right. The little guy just has to talk to somebody. 
Okay, not doing any ads. This is Hang on, let me go back. Okay. Okay, here we go. Alright, found it. Oh, maybe. Alright, hold on, just I know. The flame I spoke and Ember listened. This little guy is named Ember, and this chick talks all the time. She's awesome. Here we go. Alright, he just saved a soul, so he's gonna give her this thing. I'm not really describing the game very well, but. I just want you to hear her talk. Okay. I could I picked like the worst time. I swear it's the best. I mean I heard a little bit of it, so yeah. I have an idea. The flame lingered ahead. So it's lots a little short. Was it trying to escape? Oh, I wish I had a big chunk. The way. I gotta hear her talk. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. I found it. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Just a <laughs> All right, here you go. You guys ready? This is it. Right. Yeah, we're ready. All right, he wakes yeah. up. Here we go. He wakes up. National talk. Shit. <laughs> She's not talking. Ran oh. Because standing still made them feel helpless. Okay, here's some more. The wall glistened. The wall glistened. <laughs> oh, there's more. The painting showed embers on a sacred journey. Like the best comparison, I mean, she's just great. The best comparison I could make would be like Journey meets. Um, Sounds like No Man's Sky. Honestly, it's very atmospheric. That too, like it's definitely you can feel their their prowess and atmosphere here. Um, it's very very crafted and beautiful, and um, it's you know it's a little it's a three D platformer type thing. There's puzzles to solve. Gameplay wise, it's mostly about those puzzles, um, but and they're smart puzzles that seem impossible maybe at first, but then you're like, oh no, I know what to do, and then you feel like a genius when you solve them. That kind of stuff. It's a really neat little game, and it. And it's um, it reviewed extremely well when it hit the phone and Epic. And then everyone, I think, kind of just didn't see it because it wasn't on Steam and some of the other major platforms. But it's on the Switch. It's coming to consoles if it's not already there. Um, Apple Arcade has it. It's a great version of that. And uh, um, what else was I going to say about it? It's just awesome. Anyway, but I got so lot. This is the here. OK, John. So here's my big sales pitch. I'm playing okay. this and I got my headphones in. And at first, when I put this together, I went, all right, my phone is sideways between two plastic controller pieces. Like, I was just kind of like, right? And I, yeah. I don't know if this is going to be my thing or not. I got so immersed in that game and the seamless connectivity this provided to it that I forgot I was, I forgot where I was. I got so into it. I was out in the dark on the porch for hours, just running around and her going, Ember found a thing and then poked it another thing with it and then walked down the other thing. Like, she's just amazing. It's so good, you guys. I love it. I love it. All right. I, you know what? I think that is cool. I don't have a hundred dollars, but if I did, I would think you'd consider it. Because I sure. think that's, I think that's neat. I, I think right now, one of the biggest things, you know, we talked about how cool it is that you can stream your Xbox content to a, a device, but right now, the idea of, getting my phone and finding a thing to prop it up against and getting my Xbox controller paired and doing all that is way too much work. But if I have a thing where it's just like, Oh, they just connect and I just play uh, a real game on there. Not some shite mobile game. Like, all right, I'm in. That sounds cool. 
That includes, by the way, The Ascent, which I played a bunch of it on this, which continued my progress from my console play of it, which continued my progress from my PC play of it. Because I mm-hmm. wanted to just do the whole schmear and see how it felt, and it felt real good uh, yeah. to do that. So, anyway... I'll sh- I was going to bring it's it up. Neat. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying it. For me, I'm a, I'm a hand-me-down phone guy. People give me their old shite phones. I've got an iPhone six, and apparently Slack is no longer supported soon. On oh thing, no! So, you know, <laughs> better yeah. move. I mean, to I think it'll still it'll still work. It's just no longer supported. Sure. Um. So you know, that's yeah. Probably won't pick one up, but just for that reason, I'm usually yeah. I'm usually like about eight versions behind what everyone's using for phones. So just for funsies, I'm just going to run the ascent real quick on here. Check this out. So this is Game Pass. Whoops. Let's get Scott up here. Okay. So Unreal Engine, blah, blah, blah. And then just, uh, this is not a great angle, but. That's how I play all video games. This is how you do it? Yep, exactly like that. I think that's bad for your back. You'll get costochondritis that way. So I'll just hit continue. This is where I am in, in the ascent. And you can see how... The movement of this thing. Oh, you know what? I forgot. The Ascent has that really long load at the beginning, doesn't it? Yeah, the Ascent is not a perfect game. I mean, jokes aside, we'll get. Well, it's on your list next. We so we're we'll yeah, talk we're about, about to all talk about it. So you can all, keep showing it. But, it. No, it's fine. There's a big load screen. Uh, but let's like talk to make about it. Jokes about Cyberpunk and the Ascent, but the Ascent uh, has some big time jank in it too. It's just really good. It's, it's just so a really yes. So I'm gonna. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's talk about the Ascent. And we can all talk about our time with it. Uh. It the look of it, the feel of it, the music, the sound, the texturing, the just the amazing amount of detail, that city, the underground stuff is so my jam, dude. I mean, it is it's beautiful and ugly, like ugly beautiful, just amazing environments that I just uh, just mm-hmm. fell in love with immediately. Even in, down in the stink or whatever it's called, where you do all the tutorial the time. Deep stink. The deep, deep stink. stink. <laughs> Which is really worse than just the stink, isn't it? The it's deep a stink. stink. The deep stink. Yeah. yeah. Is it's so oh my gosh! It's so just immediately. I was like, oh look at this! Look at the lighting! Look at, and I I couldn't even turn on. It's a whole other controversy, but you can't turn on um, the ray tracing or anything on the PC version yet because for some uh-huh. reason that version on Game Pass is not working right with those settings. Whereas if you have the Steam version, it does. But the Xbox uh-huh. version is showing those settings or running with them. So anyway, the place to play right now, if you're on Game Pass, is the console. It still looks great on PC. You just are going to miss some features if your card's super fancy. Um, anyway, I really liked it from get from minute go and uh, really enjoying it. I will say, however, after playing it a whole bunch, it has some serious difficulty spikes that come and creep up on you, and and it's rough. Um, and I don't love that in a game. I like a smoother, you know, transition from where you are to where you're going. And this game really throws in the spikes occasionally and you die a lot and saving is not an option. You have to just have, you know, it's all checkpoint saving. So if you made a bunch of progress, sorry, you got to go back to wherever your last save was. Um, So it's got its problems and its issues, but uh, given that it's a small team and I expect some cool updates coming from those guys, I am super, super into this game. The hardest part of this game is not to kill innocent bystanders. Bystanders, like at one point you're in a airport or something, mm-hmm. and there's people everywhere, and there's like bad guys. I just I mow down like fifty by. They're all run- like everywhere you shoot people. You know, it's kind of like fun. You're, it's a shootout in a public area. They're running and screaming. 
but I fire a rocket at the bad guy and like you know, some family just gets blown up. It's like it's, it's all over the place. It's, so I have a question about that. I'm not far enough to, to know. Is there a penalty for that sort no. of thing? No, no, it, no. It's, okay, yeah, good. It's for the I don't care. The little robots are running around going, I don't want to die. I shoot them. Yeah, and then the, it's, it's fine. Like, it's the people that are a little harder to take, but yeah. No, they, the game was even like, hey, sometimes you'll run across people that don't want to fight you and uh, are nice. I'm like, no, they're going to die too. Like, my character is uh, chaotic evil, not good. Uh, I shoot everything in this game. Like, you just want to play Diablo, which, which like, yeah. would be my yeah. criticism of the game because as much as the environments are gorgeous, there's a lot of periods of also just walking. Like there's like like in the deep stink, as you get to the end of that first level, the angle changes and shows you this big thing, and you're like, oh damn, this is a contra, uh, this is a super contra like camera position change. It's boss time. No, it's just you just walk, you walk to the exit. It's a big thing, and it's cool, but it's a little bit of a letdown. And also, when you're backtracking to complete quests, it's like okay, I guess I'm just walking, 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 walking. Yeah, walking. their 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 quick travel or their fast travel does not really exist, and that's yeah, a and little you bit can't of a bummer. Cab uh, to higher floors, even though they're flying cars. Yeah, so you take these flying taxis around, but then you got to go ascend up the arcology. Well, you got to take a taxi to the elevator, go up the elevator, call another taxi, and go to another. And I'm like, yeah, you guys need to. to some parts of this game they need to work on. I just want to shoot things. Yeah. Uh, and like, because even yeah. the story, I skip. Like, I get to a quest giver, I'm like, blah 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 blah. Okay. Um, give me the give me the shooting. Give me the shooting. This is not cyberpunk. Actually, uh, the story is not good. <laughs> like, it's it's flavorful and okay, but I'm not really interested. I want to blow things up. That's what it does really well. Yeah, the dual yeah, I think it's a, a testament to how I feel about the gameplay that my biggest issue has been the pacing as well, because I've definitely been when I'm running and gunning and picking up loot and walking through boxes and opening chests and all that. I'm having a great time. And when people want to talk to me, I'm not having as much fun in the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think the story is particularly compelling yet. Are interesting um i i do think it's better than cyberpunk but um <laughs> no there's that, no way there's so, no way there's no way it's like, it's like an insult to reality to say that honestly so i don't know if that's actually true i did that it is, well yeah i'll tell you i played both now like narratively you know if it was just based on story alone like you would agree i think it's just everyone cyberpunk's it's fun to kick them because you know they're they're they suck they did a lot of shitty they, things and they deserve fun. it yeah, yeah they so I, but i'm having a good time with it i i mean the game the gameplay is fun um it, it is a game where i'm like i wonder if they'll fix all my issues with it or i wonder if it's just going to be like a big long wait to get really excited about the ascent too because mm. like Bo, i it's one of those things where it's like man there's so many things that they're hitting on but there's things that just feel completely absent where I'm like, that should exist here. And it's maybe too big for a, it to be patched in or for expectations to be that it gets patched in. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think any of the problems I have with the game are unsolvable. But yeah, it, it is a game where I just I enjoy the gameplay. I feel like they nailed the hard to hard to hit part. and. The rest is just okay. Yeah. All right. So I got some questions for you about impressions. Um, first impression, what do you think of the verticality, like the cover mechanic? 
Uh, the mechanic uh, is not much of a mechanic. You basically crouch and then and you can do yeah. a shoot over. I mean, it's do you like fine. it or do you hate it? I guess is what I'm asking. I don't mind cover. Um, I just feel it just feels like it's not like I move out of it too easy. It's not it's not like I lock yeah. into cover gears wise. I, I kind of wish it was. I don't know. It's hard to like, explain. It makes sense, but it just feels at a place when you want to go hog with a rocket launcher and Diablo. You know, Diablo style. You want to run around kill things. I hate ducking and being like, and then I hit the shoot the rocket into the the wall in front of me because i'm crouching and i'm like oh yeah i forgot i was ducking and you know like yeah i, I would i would much rather play this game without the crouching john did I you f- like the crouching I, or no i feel like this game plays better as a running gun mm-hmm. like yeah. i i think yeah. this game trying to be something other than a running gun it starts to fall apart like the whole aim high thing too like yeah. i don't like that either I don't love it. because for one my character looks cooler when they're aiming high so i want to do it all the time and then you fight <laughs> something that's short and it's like you can't hit it yeah because mm-hmm. uh, your character's walking around just stupidly holding a gun shooting stuff but then you aim high and it looks like they actually are aiming the gun i'm like well this is what i should look like all the time yeah so i it's it feels like they stumbled on the game that's fun which yeah, is yeah. me running and gunning and shooting things. And yeah. they put in a bunch of mechanics that are like, hey, well, what if you did cover? Or what if you crouched? Or what if you did this? And it's like, I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. Like, I almost... I I feel like it shouldn't be in the game at all, but it almost feels like maybe the game could benefit from, like, classes to where maybe if that's the way you want to play, you can do it. And if you want to be just a running gunner, like maybe I think it would be better as like a slide dash. Like if it made a slide dash where you could actually dodge abilities rather because there's a jump, but if you could slide dash and still shoot rather than stop shooting in order to jump, like there's a few things I'd like to see them tweak. I found it awkward too. All right. Next question. Um, Did you find uh, the reggaeton song? Reggaeton? No, no. Okay. Well, you have to keep playing at least till you get to this one part, because it's 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 a it's like reggae, like it's like dance hall or dance dance hall reggae, but it's like I th- I'm pretty sure it's alien language. So it's ooly and then do that and that do that boo and then don't that dude. It's the greatest music I have ever heard in gaming. Like like and it's the the whole game is like either synth like um, synth wave yeah. or it's like rock music and then all of a sudden there's this dance hall reggae in the weirdest place and I, I was like oh my god I love this game for this song and it's all alien it's all like Star Wars talk like it's like anyways what's the name of it do you know I, I don't know Ooly-ly-ly. like I think that's what it's called like I want to find uh, Google it. like reggaeton or reggae cyber the ascent uh, okay, so reggae here, song I have the it soundtrack the I have the soundtrack right here uh, there's a bunch of tracks on here let's see Welcome home, War and Space Allies, Ascension, Galactic Scrapyard, Pristine Facade, D Nexus, Synthetic Spirit. Maybe that. Let's see. No, it's not that. No, not it. No, it's re- dance hall reggae. Okay, how about let's see, sterile. Not let's see if this is it. Sterile. Nope, that sounds like no. uh, High Street below the slums. Maybe let's see. That's all soundtracky music. It's, it's got to be on here, though, right? Oh, hey, there's a song called Dragon Feud here, by the way, written for you guys, I'm sure. Dragon Feud. No uh, way. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I don't know, man. Like, oh, this stuff's good, though. I love this kind of music. Yeah, it's got a pretty great soundtrack, but this reggae song, it's just... It's the great, I don't think it's in here. I, I, it's, 
I mean, I'd almost, I worry that it's in a language at first, so maybe I'm just being offensive, but it definitely sounded like Star Wars, uh, you thought it was Dance Hall Days by Wang Chung? It's not this. Maybe it's a real song? I, can't I don't find know. It. Well, all right. If um, in the chat. But anyways, if I find it, maybe on the next episode we can share, but that is amazing. I'd love to hear um, it. The last one I want to ask you guys about is, are you playing controller or mouse and keyboard? Controller, controller. I find the game's way better mouse and keyboard. Oh, whoa, really? Uh, I'm playing oh, yeah. controller as well. Oh. Don't stop it. Play with mouse and keyboard. It's Diablo. Like You do move with WASD, and it's a bit awkward, but the aiming is just feels so much better aiming with my mouse than trying to push 15 buttons at the same time really? to, to remember to duck or not. Oh, I yeah. do think I hate the, the, controller. the control of it, uh, and this is probably why I like it as a run and gun, is because aiming with the controller sucks. Like well, the amount of times put- I I miss while I'm trying to shoot, like basic shots. Like yeah. you know, the the enemy will be coming from the lower left hand corner of the screen. You aim the right stick in that direction, and somehow you still manage to miss most of your uh-huh. shots. I was just like this. This doesn't feel good, so I can see it working better with mouse and keyboard. I just don't know if I want. So the one drawback to mouse and keyboard is WASD is only four directions. You don't do nine directions, so it is a little less precise on the movement side, which can be a little annoying. But I like it way better than the controller. Oh my god! Like just having a fiddle with. I mean, I I play with aim assist off. Maybe with the aim assist on, it's better. But then yeah, I don't. Chad I feel is like, saying set it to max, and the game will feel better. So set what to max aim assist? Yeah. yeah, I can't do that. I turn aim assist off, man. I play the game for real, or I don't play it. Sorry to be oh, a, look at a, you, a get bro good. about it, but yeah. <laughs> like it's this, <laughs> aim assist is for people that need assistance. Well, wait a minute, I don't. I, it's so weird. You're like, <laughs> I don't, I don't play aim assist. I but do mouse and keyboard because you can't aim for shit. If you <laughs> like. Uh, well, it's not point. aim assisted. Use a different input system. It's when the bullet automatically goes to the guy in order to. Help oh no no yeah it doesn't do that. It does. It's uh, aim assist just helps you. Well, I guess it locks onto the dude. So yeah, I guess it yeah. Can. Aim it assist avo- means like it you missed, but let's say it's a hit, which is fine. No judgment. But for me, I know I can hit things, and if I can't, I want to get better at it. Um, so it's just not for me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a judgment. If you like aim assist, it's fine. That's why I said I'm sorry to be a bro about it, but I can't play with aim assist. So if I've got to play with aim assist to play your controller game, then I'm just not going to play it. So that's, yeah. that's just me. Just me. It's a bow thing, guys. Um, so yeah. so yeah. GG uninstalls what he's saying. That's yeah, what he's saying. get good is what Bo says. I play with a mouse and keyboard. Good. That's all. It's a, guys, it's a mouse and keyboard. It's totally and I, fine. I'm just as, you know, I, I die just as much as with the controller, I'm sure. But I prefer it. Well, you're not the first I've heard that like the keyboard mouse combo. So yeah. I think there's there there I think there's like a general sen- uh, sense that it's a pretty good thing. Oh, um, have you guys picked up testicles? Uh, just Is now? That just in yeah. General, there's 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 a, there's a mission there's a mission where you go pick up uh, in the deep stink to pick up um like nard uh, what do they call those guys like flarks or something? You have to kill them and pick up their testicles. So really. Yeah, you have to collect ten testicles. <laughs> I miss. I haven't done that quest yet. So oh, okay, well enjoy. I want to get on. I want to get. Sorry on to that. spoil the game for you. But, yeah. <laughs> but you guys agree with me about the look of this thing, right? Like, oh, it's beautiful. Oh yeah, it's, it's what gorgeous. I wish Cyberpunk looked like. Like, not trolling yeah. bow in this case. Yeah. Like, sure, yeah, absolutely. This like is genuinely what I wish yeah. Cyberpunk. And you know what? The environment is want? the star of the show in this thing. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? It, 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 this is what it made me desire above all things. This is what I desire. XCOM style game set in that setting. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want a turn-based oh, 
just I, I want, want mm. but with like here's what I want. I want everything you just said, but I want like highly destructible, lots of particle effect environments. Yes. Like yes. I want you to shoot through a wall and all the neon lights explode and spark and glass goes everywhere and steam comes out of vents. Like I want it to to push the particles to an insane degree. Uh, destructibility. Yeah. Um, I want that. That's my perfect game right now. I, I would agree that the so environment happy. for this is way more evocative of cyberpunk than cyberpunk for sure. Oh yeah. I just want to live in there. I want story. I want movies set in this. I want uh, the setting is just absolutely amazing. And the, just the level of like detritus and garbage and, and bits and bobs and pieces and exploding stuff is really cool. The sound works really good. Like it's a, that stuff is top notch, top shelf. I think the pacing and the story are your weaknesses here. Um, so hopefully they can, I don't know what they, what they can do to that, but maybe, yeah. maybe they'll do something. Um, the chat room, Sidian said something interesting. He says, there's a lot of weirdly on the nose sexual language in the game, which I genuinely can't tell whether or not is supposed to be satirical. I mean, we've talked about this before. Cyberpunk as a genre is full of those things. And it's all, it's always been hard for me to tell. I don't know when, not not that whether it's satirical or not, but whether or not I'm supposed to go, oh, well, that's the setting. So just like, uh, you know, a horrible scene of racism in a movie, I, I know it's a movie and what's being portrayed is 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 part of the art and also part of the discussion and part of the whatever. They're not exploiting it. They're blah, blah, blah. I, I, sometimes in cyberpunk stuff, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to. I think, if, I think if it's ambiguous, I think it's doing it well. I think, I, honestly, I think if you're not sure, then I think it's doing it well. I think the criticism that I had for Cyberpunk 2077 was that it was too on the nose. Yeah. Um, I think when it's too overt, I don't like it. When it's when you go to a place in a game and it's called the Guzzler, and you're like, well, that sounds sounds a little weird yeah how how should i feel about visiting the guzzler yeah um like that's the sweet spot but uh <laughs> yeah the, the tough thing about the cyberpunk brand from the pen and paper rpg is that ascent is a cyberpunk vision made in 2021 yeah cyberpunk the pen and paper rpg is a vision of the near future from the point of view of the 1980s yeah so it's actually alternate history cyberpunk Right. That's also why there's some weirdness with it. Because if you were starting from scratch, you would do a lot of things differently than what occurs in the actual cyberpunk game. Like, and not a lot of people are going to clue into that because you know it's that's like a that's a big ask. Like, mm -hmm. please know about this like like niche uh, pen and paper game in order to appreciate our you know video game. It's like no, yeah, that's that's the tough thing, and yeah. that's that explains some of what's going on. Why it's overt, like in the '80s. Like William Gibson, Neuromancer level cyberpunk in the 80s and 90s was very much low life meets high tech, and they are punks. Like they, it's like Sid Vicious and Sex Pistols. Like it's they, they are punk. They are overt, over the top punks. Like that way from from a vision of that era. Right. That's not how we would write cyberpunk today. Right. Because that's just not how. That's not our val cultural values today. Well, uh, it's a it's a cool game. How long I stick with it will depend a little bit on their patch plans and stuff. Um, because uh, for me, I don't know. For me, just tightening a few things up would really help that game. But it's it's pretty random. Yeah. 
Uh, I played Lawnmower Simulator. I can't say a ton because there's a bit of an embargo on the overall game, but I played. <laughs> really? You yeah. don't want to ruin <laughs> oh, no. lawn mowing for people? Well, okay. It came out, it was a demo, part of that summer demo thing that Steam did. So most people know what the point of it, and I can talk about that. The point of the game is basically it's what you think it is. It's a chore core game where you go, uh, <laughs> you, have, you go buy a lawnmower and you start your business. And it's in, it's set. In Careful, Britain. Scott. Can you tell people what you do with the lawnmower? Or is that going too far yes. over embargo? I can tell you that you can uh, you mow lawns and you do it in Europe. Oh, you shit. do it's a European uh, thing, and you get euros for doing it or pounds maybe. I'm not sure actually now that I I don't actually remember. But anyway, you buy the thing, you you take the jobs, you go mow their lawns. Uh, if you do a good job and don't like cut up flowers and f up the grass or do anything too low or high or whatever. Uh, don't and don't wreck your mower and all that um you make money and you buy better mowers you buy a better company a building you have more bays for more uh uh more more bays uh, more well you know the bays for days you know they're called what are they called the the rider mowers where you drive them it's that's the kind of mowing not like pushing a mower it's not one of those So you, John. so you ride, <laughs> so you ride on that thing, and you mow lawns, and it's weird how fun it is. It's one of those, man. I don't know. There's something satisfying because their grass, their grass tech is really good. Their grass tech looks good, and when you really? finish a yard or do a big chunk of it, it's satisfying because you can see the difference between the high grass and the nice cut grass. I mean, I'm really happy to hear this because there's all kinds of fun activities that you can video gamify. And for someone to go into grass fidelity yeah. for this thing, like it's yeah. it's impressive. Right. And it, it makes you happy to hear that, and it's got, that we have all these experiences. It's got basically, you know, RPG trappings. You're you're leveling up and getting more money and improving your gear and tweaking out your mowers and buying new mowers and and eventually you're gonna get these really high end ones that are just has that can cut corners and go around trees real easy and this sort of stuff. And um, that's the game. Sorry. I can't stop laughing about this alternate reality take that Bo and I have secretly developed. Um, can, I, can I ask you with the lawnmower? One of the things that I used to get in shit for for my dad was if I was like using the weed whacker too close to the house, I'd bang up the siding and he was like, no, point it down and, you know, don't hit it too hard. Even on the cement, you can crack it like yeah. Are there any sort of mechanics like that where you can damage things? There are, although you're something? not you're not doing um uh, you're not doing weed, any weed whacking, but the mowers themselves, oh. if you get too close to a hedge, <laughs> it's a deal. It's, exp- it's an expect. Yeah. It's an expansion. Exactly. It's an important part of mowing the lawn. It is. It fun. is. Cause it's the finish work. But, but when you get up like next to a wall, uh, you can damage the wall. You can also damage cement. If you're not like, if you're on the cement, you're supposed to lift your blades up. So there's a button for that. It's like, you know, an actual okay. mower. So you don't want to do that. If you do, you may, you may hurt your blades. You may hurt their cement. If you do, you incur fines. So you get less profit. Um, if, if you try to do like a quick donut in somebody's grass, it will do what, what happens in real life. You'll, you'll, your blade will lean too low and like carve out, you know, some, some soil and you don't want that. So you get dinged for that. You don't want to run over their flowers. You don't want to leave Mohawks. You know what I'm talking about? Where you're doing a strip and you leave like a, a, a between the two runs, you, you left right. a, a Mohawk. You don't want to do that. Can you, you want to kill can those. you run over your own cord? I remember I was getting yelled at that for two to be careful. Cause I think it's, bad well, these are gas, these are cord. gas or fuel based. So you don't have any cords. Oh, um, okay. and can you're riding. You, uh, can you ri- can you run the mower without a bag on it and threaten the lives of passers by <laughs> when you go over, uh, dirt clods? No, but 
I'm glad you asked this. So I have two mowers. I have one that throws it all in a bag, which I have to empty when it gets full. Yeah. And I have a mower that mulches that. And so different jobs are going to ask you for different capabilities. Some want you to mulch. Mm. Some of you want to have the bag. Some want you to just have it scatter, but you got, you want to make sure it's neat and clean and not thrown all over the yard, this sort of stuff. Uh, but here's the, here's the weirdest thing. There's a phase in the game when you first start somebody's yard. You'll be standing there next to your trailer where your mower's standing on there with its four wheels. It's, a you know, again, a rider mower. And your job is to do it in the first four minutes. You have four minutes to run around the yard and find anything that someone left out there. So, <laughs> yep. so okay. you run around and find like a kid's toy or over here is a sprinkler someone forgot to pick up and move or there's a hose or somebody left a break or, or whatever. And there's like six or seven of these things and you got to go around and find them. They're kind of hard to see. And when you get them all, it goes, bling, you've got all the items. Okay. Now go. And then you just go mow. And it's great. Do you ever, do you ever find the shrunken family of the people who live in the house? <laughs> Like Rick no. Moranis and company. No. <laughs> yeah, just like three kids going. Hey. I mean, there are there are people walking. There's cars and activity and people walking on the sidewalks outside of the yards, like in the neighborhoods where there's a lot of you know activity. But I've never met the people that live in any of the houses I'm mowing yet. Um, one guy did leave his sports car in the way, and I kept bumping into it. But whatever. I guess it is a simulator. When you pay people to do that stuff, you don't really socialize. With yeah, them you don't hang out with them. Money. Yeah. But there's something about. Just being on a rider mower in particular, I never had one growing up, but my friend did, so I'd use his sometimes. And just making perfect stripes and turning it around and get it right just down to the line and have it look nice. And there's something there. And they Are there branded it. machines like the John Deere? John Deere was a big deal, I remember, like 20 years ago. I was like, you got a John Deere. Like the adults were talking. Hey, you got a John Deere there? It's like, yeah, it cuts great. It's like, I don't like that name brand stuff. I just go with a whatever other brand. Like, I think there's even a country music song about the John Deere that cuts grass. Yeah, is it's it, a, there, they, they do it? have branded stuff. Uh, however, the, I haven't seen John Deere yet. And that may be because a lot of people are pissed at John Deere as a brand because they don't let you update the software yourself when you own one. You have to go through them. It's a big nightmare. It's a lot There's of software on, on a lawnmower. Oh yeah, that high like tractors yeah. and all that stuff. It's a big, it's a big deal. You you want to mm-hmm. go down a rabbit hole? Go look that up sometime. Like fair use laws, that stuff's all hung up in a bunch of John Deere bullshit. It's crazy how much that's we. This, this comes up all the time on Tom's tech show. But hmm. anyway, I'm showing the chat some video now. They can kind of see how this works. This is like the the starter mower, and I. Uh, they give you a nice tutorial on how to do everything, but really the controllers are what you think they are or the controls. I'm not using keyboard and mouse. I'm using, uh, um, a controller, uh, just feels good on the Yeah. Wow. The grass fidelity. Yeah. It's good. Right. See here. He is. He just picked up a gnome. He's doing that stage. It almost makes it a shame that it's just for grass cutting. Cause I bet you there'd be a lot of people who just love to do gardening in that. Well, like they should do gardening simulator, and they kind of have that in uh, House Flipper. They have the whole garden DLC where you do they that. Just, they could just keep the same engine, design new levels, and make a second game. And like I know people who might like just to do gardening. Yeah, you could probably do that. Um, the graphics are really nice. Pretty. That's the other thing is this is not an ugly game at all. It's a it's a good look. There's no weird houses like Dracula's place or anything like that in there. Like a, not yet. Um, <laughs> you know, like uh, <laughs> they haven't gotten uh, to that level of no. DLC. They yet. launch on the tenth. Yeah. What is that next week? So the 10th is when this game technically comes out in full. 
Um, gonna go mow the lawn of the old Myers place. <laughs> the guy looks like a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> he kinda does. Oh, you get to choose all that, by the way. Colors and yeah. logo and, and all that stuff you get to do. You get to make your dude. And you also hire employees later, and they can go do jobs while you're not there. Um, and that's a fun like way. Like Final to Fantasy it. 14, where you, you, you hire friends to run dungeons with you, AI friends. So yeah. you can hire AI friends to mow lawns with you? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're never where you are. That's like different houses. You're always on your own when you're doing it. But apparently, you can get all the way up to like castles and big British estates and stuff like that if you if you do a good enough job. Do you drink beer while you're doing it? Is there no, a button? No, to it's, illegal, to a it's illegal to drink and drive, John. Yeah, you don't want to do not that. a lawnmower. I yeah. can- no, I think it, I think it is any operating machinery. I mean, really? I I I know what you mean. I've known. From the country, you know, a lot of that cavalier kind of thing used to go on in the 80s and 90s, and we've cracked down over the years. But I actually think, strictly speaking, any operator machinery, you should not be drinking any alcoholic drinks on it. So I bet you they're probably, probably, they're probably, oh, yeah, but the the police aren't going to roll up to my backyard. I like how I'm saying this as if Grand Theft Auto is in a game, like it's also legal to murder people. (laughs) You're like, (laughs) they can't do that, that'd be against the law. Drinking and driving, yeah, (laughs) it's against the law. This guy just ate some flowers by accident. I didn't eat them, he ran over them. So, (laughs) oh, I was gonna say, hold on now, yeah, now this game's starting to sound ah, interesting to John. They Mm. should introduce bumblebees because, like, if you accidentally knock a nest, that would be a hazard for a lawnmower, yeah, yeah. Well, the cool thing about it in the end was I chilled out a lot playing it, it really relaxed me, which is what I was really happy for you, man. Yeah, it was neat. So I'm excited. I nearly lost an eye because of somebody mowing a lot. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was a code, by the way, uh, thanks to the developer who sent it. I wasn't sure if I'd like it, and I do a lot. I can't believe how much, actually, and I did a lot. I've already got two mowers now. I got my first employee. Uh, I got tipped for doing a really good job at one guy's house. I think you might be one of the most well-renowned chorecore influencers. <laughs> I don't know, there. dude. Like, <laughs> I might be the only one. I don't know. I don't know who likes these, but somebody must. I mean, it's a good thing. Like they're like I, I appreciate all of these games. I just I don't just because I won't play them doesn't mean I don't think they're awesome or anything like that. Right. Um, it looks cool. And you appreciate the the concept here is that. Gaming. I like anything nonviolent. Like, there's so many violent games. If you tell me there's a game that creates interesting gameplay mechanics, even if it's for a niche market, not everyone. Like, I, that's it, t- it takes effort, man, to be creative in, in those ways. Yeah, you know, I, I like it. Like, it also yeah, has first person mode. I should have mentioned this video is not showing up, but you can do the whole thing first person if you want, which is kind of fun too. I like that. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, probably a VR version coming if I had to guess. It probably should have beer in this game. I think you think yeah. there should be some beer. Yeah, yeah. I mean John's oh, right. Yeah. John's right. Can you have sex with a homeowner, Alora? For real? No, you cannot. There's no sex with the homeowner. <laughs> That's a different simulator. Yeah, very it's different. Subverse. Yeah, it's a very. You're mowing a very. You're different not a homeowner. Home. You're a ship owner, but yeah, close enough. It. Well, I mean, but there's a genre that you know even the erotic games haven't broken into. Erotic chore core. You yep. know, you flip a house and then you nail the owner because they're so happy for what you did for them. Yeah. E C R. No, E C C. Erotic yeah. chore core. I like it. Yeah. Uh, all right. I also I've got not a lot more to say about this except I've been playing it more. I hit level thirty-five in Sword of Legends, Swords of Legends rather. Uh, I am nice. I am committed. I want to see that end game, so I'm going to get there, and uh, we'll talk more about that on uh, the new instance, which is a lot more about bigger uh, the bigger view of MMOs anyway. Now, 
Uh, so I won't say much more about it here, except that game's got its it's got its charms. There's stuff to like. They just launched their new raid as well, or their first raid, and apparently it's real good. I just have not seen any of it yet. So translation right. continues to be real dumb and uh, in a good way because it's cracking me up and giving me content. So thank you, Swords of Legends. Uh, and then I, for just the poops and giggles, I reinstalled Black Desert Online because I just wanted to kind of say, well, I'm playing this action-y Chinese MMO. I, I should go back to the ultimate action-y MMO of the recent years, and that being Black Desert. And Bo played a ton of it and got really hooked in there for a while. And I thought, well, I'm just going to go in there and see what's up. So I made a ninja and got him to level 24. Leveling's really All fast right. in that game. It's not hard to. Yeah, if you don't play for a while, they put you on a double XP server and it's no PvP's turned off. Yeah. You get to play there for 30 days and then they dump you into world PvP. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty crazy. But um, that, that ninja's fun. That's a fun class. Big, crazy, stupid obnoxious class that i really like and really enjoyed the, the secret is they're all like that too like yeah. all the classes have this fun loop and the ninja is definitely one of the badass ones yeah he's real good yeah. i also really I, I wish they didn't look so stupid but the the wizard is a has great abilities but he looks like that looks like a frumpy 14 year old trying to look like gandalf at halloween yeah i'm with you there like give yeah. me an you can change the appearance of your guys though and give them an older look yeah the you know, the character creator is pretty robust, but I agree. The wizard's not great. Yeah. It's, it's little... appearance wise. I can see that not wanting to play that. I played a lawn, an L A H N. I have no idea what that means. Yeah. What is that? But, but the lawn, it's some kind of fightery dancer thing, I guess. <laughs> I so mowed lawns. I mean, you played the lawn. Mowers, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it literally, it's literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you literally, you know, that game is just like the swords spin around. Basically, you have these swords on chains, and then you whip the chains out, and the swords spin around. It's like it doesn't make sense in in real life at all, but it's yeah. cool in anime. Yeah. But the, the big thing with her is like you can actually jump into the air and fly with her. Mm-hmm. It's the only character that can do that, so you can get around real fast, which is yeah. one of the things I loved about it. Yeah, she's super yeah. mobile. I, I played the Corsair a little bit too, a few levels anyway. The- oh, is it the pot- new pirate? Yeah, she's like water pirate. She uses a bunch of water powers and stuff with yeah, her sword. Don't, don't expect anything to be re- realistic. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so like over, it's so over the top. Yeah, that I'm like with, that. You're like, why can't more games be over the top? It's actually, you know, Final Fantasy 14 has this a little bit where you can see in the end game with all the lights and cool abilities. It's the same school of yeah. thought. Yeah, it's a crazy, um, it's a crazy time. This game, I kind of enjoy I, it. I, you know, hopping in there and just goofing off. It's pretty good. I just wish the rest of the game was, if the rest of the game was good, I'd still be playing it. Yeah. It's, the end game is just a grind, right? Like it's just, well, it's a game. The crafting is really important and like, you don't get gear from dungeon drop. Scott, if you want high end gear, prepare it to craft and then gamble for forever and then be offered to pay real money to, to, to speed things up. But on the order of thousands of dollars, yeah, it's, F it's that. not a well-designed, it's a well-designed MMO for a gotcha game. Yeah, the only thing it has it's it's fun to go around and and do solo content. It doesn't have much in the way of dungeons though. Yeah, it's unfortunate, um, and I kind of see how the fighting style wouldn't lend itself to dungeon fights very well. Like, there's just not. Yeah. I, don't I think know, they, they just released their first dungeon. The game's been out forever, um, like a half a year ago or something like that. Like, yeah. there was no dungeons. It's just group world questing content and world PvP. That's the main draw. Yeah, and you know uh, the. What do they call it in World of Warcraft? The um, they call it fashion frame and Warframe. You know the game, the transmog game. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. people, people who love like just 
dressing up their characters. Like this is a big one for that too. So, well, there you have it. Uh, anyway, I recommend, uh, just if you have it, it's fun to just poke your head in there and do dumb stuff. I'm not saying you're going to get hooked or stick. It'll be your paid five bucks for it. It was on sale for like $5. It's an MMO. I've never paid a monthly fee for. I bought some clothing. I'm not going to lie, but Uh we we remember. Oh, I remember the panties. I will. I will oh, say. Yeah, I bought panties and a nice nice panties panties. bra. For but forgot he told us, and we said that yeah, there was, was a like, pause oh, shit, of I like, told you? How, how does John know that I bought panties in this game? Uh, I will say though, like the um, what was I going to say? I forgot already. Oh, the new interf- the, So the remastered thing really is just like upped textures and some better effects and some stuff. It's pretty hardcore upgrade visually, but I really like their UI changes. I think the new UI is actually really good, and it used to be terrible. It used to be really bad. So, uh, hats maybe off should go to, check it out because yeah. maybe, maybe I was, I don't know. There's so many updates in that game. They update that game a lot. That's one thing I'll say. Like, they even have their own little BlizzCon, their version of BlizzCon for the devs, too, and stuff. Yeah. Um, like, so that game gets a lot of TLC. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right. John, uh, we talked about the Ascent and yeah. you, let's talk about those Final Fantasy streams. You're doing that, right? That's happening. Uh, I haven't yet, but uh, I talked about it last week, and I was surprised at how excited people were about it. I got a ton of messages on Twitter about it and excited nice. for it and all of that. So I figured I would give an update here since that's where I talked about it. Um, things have been a little crazy with home life, so I haven't been able to start it. So I'm looking at starting up the Final Fantasy streams either this weekend uh, if I can't get to it this weekend, because it is going to be a bit of a busy weekend, um, it should start next week. So, uh, nice. again, plan to go through all the Final Fantasies uh, and stream them. Nice. Which seems crazy now that I I don't know if it's just the phone listening to me when, you know, because phones are spying on everybody. But I got a news article on my recommends today that was, here's the playtime of all the Final Fantasy games. And I was like... Okay, let's look at it. And I all of a sudden had numbers to go with what I was planning on doing and oh, went, man. oh, oh, no. Uh, so we'll we'll see. We'll see how long it goes. I mean, right now of the uh, pixel remasters, only the first three are out. So I've got time um, until those next three come out. So I guess it's good that it's going to take a while. But uh, I did invest some money in my streaming setup, so I'll be able to stream a lot more coming up soon as well. Nice. I'm looking uh, forward to it. And then I also I, I played that game Townscaper. Oh, yeah. How is about. that? <laughs> I guess I know uh, how so it is, but how do you It's not like a it? game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> it's, toy. It's just a toy. And uh, it's... You know, I didn't spend very much money on it, and that's probably what it was worth. But (laughs) like at the same time, it is oddly relaxing and Mm -hmm. nice. Like Mm -hmm. there's really no tutorial to it. So I was just sort of arbitrarily clicking and then things were happening. And I guess that's how it's supposed to work. And I was just like, okay, this is this is kind of neat. This is kind of cool. And it was it was just a very zen experience. Like it's again not a game. Yeah. They 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 just drop you in. There's a couple of houses floating on some water, and then you just click to either add or you control click to remove. And you don't even really get to pick what you're building exactly. It's like okay, well if you click just once, it makes a road. Yeah. And if you click it again, then it makes a tiny house. If you click it again, it adds a second story to the tiny house. And but if you do a group of four, then it makes a, a big house. Yeah. Like 
there's not a lot of control. You just click it and mess with it, and uh, that's all you do. Yeah, but it was fun. Yeah, and it was relaxing, and I liked what I built. It does, it does kind of a procedural. It, it does kind of a procedural generation thing where if you click certain ways, you'll get a certain kind of house. If you add on top of that house, you might start building a castle. But if you do it less connected, you might actually build a bunch of weird stacked townhomes. And if you leave space between a couple of them, you might get stairs or a drawbridge or, you know, whatever. Like it's weird, weirdly smart that way. And it's, I find I really it really feel like compelling. You, could, you should be able to export this stuff for D&D maps. Yeah. It's so close. Yeah. It does have, um, I didn't get too good of a look at it, but when I went to quit and I clicked the options, there was a bunch of things like, save export da, da, da. like i don't think you can do it for necessarily like D maps but like there was a level of like it looks like maybe there's some stuff you can do with it um but it would be cool because it it, it is so easy at kind of quickly building the world the way you want it i do think like a D map maker in this sort of engine would be really really cool because for a lot of people, it doesn't need. It isn't about like making the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. It's just about making something that functions and looks the way you know that your players mm-hmm. need it to. Like if you have a big city, random encounter yeah. city areas, you just drop some structures. You know, you don't, DM prep. You don't need to know everything that's happening. It's just some some areas. You know. Yeah. 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 It's, and, it's cool. It's a neat little toy. I like it a lot. I, I do wish you could export them to use them somewhere uh, in some other way. I don't know what it would be. But then also with D and want want inter- I want like interiors. Um, yeah. Well, then we're getting more into the weeds about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I wonder yeah. if that, that that exists. That's uh, I still I think I bought Tailspire. I, I was going to gonna ask you. Yeah, you have that, right? Did they? And there's also another one, Dungeon Alchemist. I think is somebody who's is a group that are so Tailspire is a, a an online TT virtual tabletop to play everyone like everyone buys a copy and you all play in there it's a little different but you do make the maps with their assets and can import them but dungeon alchemist i think is a as a map maker there's a lot of map makers by the way if you're looking for a world map maker wonder draft is your answer it is the best program ever to make like geography maps oh yeah it's on humble humble store wonder draft oh i am just looking. look at uh, go to their site wonderdraft.net i think or the subreddit and look at the example maps and it's really easy to make it works like a simpler photoshop just dedicated to make D maps it's the best oh wow um looking at tailspire it's, real quick here they're still in early access but man this thing has really great reviews people are digging it yeah i picked it up too i just haven't taken the time to learn it john you might like wonderdraft a lot i know you're like a lore builder and storyteller and stuff like that like mm-hmm. just to make maps for fun it's like a pleasure to use it's very easy mm. yeah this thing seems cool yeah. yeah it seems neat but it does seem like uh the idea of like let's say you have a blank space uh, a banquet room having a a brush basically like that uh townscape thing just just let you procedurally generate a bunch of shit in the room so that you could quickly well, say well here this on this side of the room is just full of treasure and it would just be, just yeah. rub your mouse and have it do random treasure. Yep. That rub seems like mouse. what you'd want. That seems like you, you want to get real weird and put in a table. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Because mm. I bought a ton of asset packs on Roll20. And they're all, it's like, yeah, you can slap something down. But it's usually pretty static and pretty big and not a lot of it. You know, so like this is appealing where it's just like randomly procedurally generated. Boom, here's a room. Like I agree with you. I want this to be. It's a lot, probably a lot of work for someone to do that. I don't know. I just I'm guessing. But. Oh, like it's got to be right. Like the programming. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's what they're after here. Tailspire. The some of the latest Tailspire videos look real good. Like 
There's some neat shit going on. All right. Well, it's on my wish list. We'll see how that goes. 24 bucks. We'll use it in the future. Uh, Who knows? Uh, Moving on to Bo, who bought a Nintendo Switch. Ding, 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 boom, boom. I own a Nintendo Switch, everyone. The guy who's like, I'm never going to buy a Switch. I don't really like consoles. I bought one. Here, I'll play the the Wii Sports music while we... uh, Know, yeah, you know, you perfect. Know you know what's perfect better than that? For, uh, Switch. The Switch, the Wii Sports. I'll tell you what's better. Let's do uh, here. Um, don't I have something like? Uh, okay, well, maybe not. Okay, well, yeah, I'll do this. This is like an intent. This is like a Mario thing. Here. Yo, I, my name is Bo, and I'm here to say I bought a Nintendo Nintendo Switch yesterday. A <laughs> <laughs> I really bought a Nintendo. All right, so you bought a Nintendo Switch, and you bought it mainly uh, motivated by you wanting to play Pokemon. <laughs> so here's you know? what happened. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll buy a Switch one day. Yeah, I'll buy a Switch. When something interests me, I'll buy a Switch one day. I'll buy a Switch. Then I found out Kyle, our friend over on There Will Be Dungeons and Into the Nexus, Kyle Ferguson, mm-hmm. two S's, was doing a podcast about a Pokemon MOBA called Pokemon Unite with Mockery and Kai Berries, Here's the Storm streamers. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of an intense level of interest. Yeah. And then I found a stream fan uh, from the Heroes of the Storm professional play uh, was streaming, and they were scrimming with, he was scrimming with nine other ex-pro Heroes of the Storm players, and they were all playing it and taking it super seriously. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then I listened a bit to the show, and I'm like, is this, you know, it came out like two weeks ago. I hadn't even heard of this. Didn't know this existed. And then I went to my brother's house last weekend. And I was like, can I just try your Switch? I just want to play one game. And I tried it. I played one game. And I, since that Saturday, all I've wanted to do in life is buy a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> this is like, it literally switched on these neurons in my brain that just would not shut up until I bought it. And let me tell you. Remember on this show, yeah. early on, you said, would there ever be a day where we could take console controllers and make a MOBA with it? Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Maybe we could do that with Heroes of Storm with, no, Heroes has to be mouse and keyboard. You can't really do that on console. Yeah. These guys did it. Yep. This is about as good as a game can feel being controller focused. And it is almost identical to Heroes. It's like they went like, oh, Heroes of Storm seems like a good game. Let's just make that game, but make it with Pokemon. And they, they change up a few things. It's got like s- simplified talents and, and, and very, you know, does have some last hitting um, in it, which is okay because Heroes was very criticized for not having last hitting mechanics in yeah. it. Yeah. It makes everything simpler without making it less strategic or dumb. Yeah. It also even, it's like they said, Blizzard's like, here's Hero of the Storm. And the community went, oh, baby MOBA. And then, uh, Tencent and the Antic went. Hold my beer, everyone. Let's make an even more kitty game that is actually good. Because people would said that about Heroes, and we're like, no, it's a great game full of strategy. You guys are all wrong. And I even got a little bit of that today in the chat. You know, it's like, yeah, but really, it's like a kid's game. It's ten minutes. I'm like, we said that about Heroes. This is Heroes of the Storm, the ten minute version, and it's actually incredibly fun even the game type where you're checking the balls and getting points as opposed to breaking things that reminds me of what heroes might it's do brawl. with a map you know it's like, brawl it's they have a brawl mode yeah. they literally have everything they have a brawl mode they have boosts they have skins they, it, it's literally everything with a bit more gotcha mechanics uh, than heroes would put in but that aside it is heroes of the storm in 
MOBA form. What's exciting is that Pokemon's a real exciting brand. So there's a lot of people that never played a MOBA, but love Pokemon. They're going to play it. I'm in there murdering them left, right, and center. It's amazing. <laughs> and that, yep. Now's the time to play. I was like, if I wait five months, they're all going to move on. Like, now's the time all the noobs are in there. I score all my points. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it just blo- I got. I had a game. In the last 10 minutes, I had 15 kills in one game. And the next the next guy had four kills. Yeah. And most yep. of the rest of the team had a one. I'm just like, yep. kaboom, Pika, Pika, Pikachu! <laughs> and I'm just like... Loving the game so much. Um, I, like, I've only played Pikachu. I've played 17 games. I have about a 78% win rate right now. We mostly lose when I either have AFKers or, or just like they're just, you know. A lot of people don't know MOBA mechanics. They're not farming the the monsters that are around to get XP. They're just running to the enemy team and getting wasted. And yeah. it's just, yeah. So if you know better how to play the game, you're just like you're dominating. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, it's fun. It yeah. is fun. It plays like it. It does everything. Once you get, there's a lot of nuance to the controls in order to aim, but it does everything you can do in a mouse and keyboard that you could do. It just has less abilities. You get two abilities: a passive and an ulti, and the ulti charges through attacks rather than timer. But I'm 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 full on video game cokehead addiction right now. Um, so <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Uh, I I caught Bo up. Oh, I was up till three thirty in the morning last night. night. Don't yeah. tell my work, please. But um, yeah, it's 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 really good. You watched some of his stream, John? I did. Well, I was up. You know, I I stay up a little late after everybody goes to sleep because that's when I that's when I get game time. Is if I decide to stay up, and I'll usually stay up till midnight. Yeah. And uh, it was midnight and. I had just finished feeding the baby, and I was like, all right, well, I can probably play for a little bit longer. What am I going to put on my second screen while I'm playing Final Fantasy? And I was like, who's who's streaming right now? Oh, Bo's streaming. <laughs> well, wait a minute. If it's midnight here, it's like three-something there. Well, yeah, let's go see what Bo's doing. So I popped into his chat and said good morning to him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, John's here. And it's 3.30 in the morning. Oh, no. By the way, I got to just address chat room. Sabin was like, how you liking the Ava assisted Unite? I turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there a name assistant? For the record, United? I would probably turn it off, too, because the amount of times I've tried to use a uh, an escape like yeah. an attack move as an escape, but that aim assist would just lock onto the nearest oh, Pokemon, yeah, yeah. and I'd dive deeper instead of escaping. I was like, man, we gotta try There's auto-targeting off. in this, like with auto-attacks and stuff. That's just part of the yeah. gameplay mechanics. It's like everyone's Garrosh, pretty much. Yeah, that's but a, yeah. The, the aim assist for skill shots, you can turn that off, so yeah. that's off for me. Yeah, it's a cool game. It's, it's real good. It's yeah. it's it's heroes. It's 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 what you were describing with Final Fantasy fourteen. I get to play WoW, but have a brand new, fresh experience with great things. It feels me like to me. I get to play Heroes, a game I've played eleven thousand games of, but all the characters are new, the situations new, and has the pleasure of being a new sort of game and phenomenon. Like you know, I th- I don't think people are going to hate this the way they hate it on Heroes. We had a lot like mm, it's a baby MOBA, Blizzard trying to be like League. It's not a good game, mm. casual. And you know, it's like this is the same thing. But like, I mean, I lasted eleven thousand games in this one. This is this, it's literally truncated Heroes of the Storm. So that's I'm, how it feels I'm, to me I'm too. Loving and it. that's and I like it about it. And also, I think it's we said last week how polished it was. Do you agree? Like, I love how polished it is. It just looks great looks and feels good yeah. it doesn't feel like a janky game uh and it doesn't you know 
I don't know. It, it could be it could be a mess. And when that comes to mobile, it's going to really explode in terms of numbers. I don't know how they're going to do that. If they're going to have shared player bases or not. If those are going to be separate. Nobody. Nobody. I hope say. so because then another influx of players that I can. You can just rock. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't yeah. do the honorable thing, go to ranked and play with people my skill level. But you know, we did it a lot in Heroes. We go to quick match and let's stomp. I mean, your top clip is us absolutely trashing another team like and laughing our asses off about That's it true. it's your top if you go to all-time top clip it's the five of us just steam like we we killed four people in about two seconds and then we go <laughs> like, yeah. so i mean now's the time to play uh bring on all the delicious new players for me to to pwn yeah uh, I'm very happy to do I that. I love that this is what got you a Switch. I love it. Yeah. And well, the skills are transferable. It's like, you know how you might lose a job and you're like, what are my skills good for? And then you find a job that your skills fit and you didn't think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a marine biologist and you become a game developer and you're like, bam, that really worked out for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I was a Heroes player and now <laughs> I can just play this game and I have like 10 years experience on everyone. <laughs> yeah. Let me, you know, go nuts. So yeah. Yeah. it's great. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's got Slowpoke in it, so already it's yeah, just, everyone they've got poke. the roster. I mean, uh, John, fill out your wish list of for Pokemon in this game. I mean, you've already got number one, Slowpoke. You got him right on there. Yeah. I mean, the only thing it could use more of now is Psyduck, and we're done. And you're in, yeah. We got, yeah, we got it. Yeah, they're pretty generous with characters up front, which also yeah, I've, I've unlocked five or six for free. I haven't played. I haven't paid anything. I'm gonna get the battle pass though. Yeah. I want the hip hop Pikachu skin. <laughs> <laughs> I only play Pikachu, and the only skin he has is locked behind the battle pass. I, I just buy it. Ju- yeah. You're the so I, it's funny because my biggest complaint initially playing the game was I was like, well, they took all the like Game Boy era sounds for the Pokemon and make them make that sound, and it is jarringly awful. Like when the match starts, and you know, in Heroes where everybody would go huzzah as the match begins. All the Pokemon screech, and mm-hmm. it's all just like this amped up stereo version of the Game Boy noise, and it just sounds like a Game Boy exploded somewhere in my television every time a match starts, <laughs> except Pikachu. He's mm-hmm. the only one that talks, and he's the only one who says his name. And I thought, well, why don't they do that with everybody? Like, mm-hmm. the Pokemon anime's been on forever. Why can't they all just say their name like Pikachu does? And then I watched Bo play Pikachu, and I got so sick of hearing Pikachu, Pikachu, Pikachu. I was like, yeah. oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Maybe Pikachu is the one that's wrong and everybody else is right. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of Pikachu. Yeah, it's it's a, lot. a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm part of the Pika religion. Now. I've heard it so much. I have Stockholm syndrome. So yeah. it's all all music. to You're my all in. You're going to be in pictures yeah. with Pikachu holding the rifle. You're part of the revolution now. Well done. Keep in mind, I haven't played a Pokemon game since original Game Boy. Oh, my Lord. Like, yeah. it's the 1990s. Like, I haven't played. I'm not interested in Pokemon. And this is my now my favorite game. There you go. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, anything yeah. else jump at you this week? Well, let's you just talk about a few things. We'll go over it quick. Uh, Disco Elysium, still playing it, still loving it. Still one of the greatest games of all time. Mm. Um, I just want to tell you guys like my my thoughts keep telling me like I'm a sorry cop or I'm like a communist cop or just a libertarian whatever and I'm, I tell my brain to F off literally but then it came time that my brain told me you know 
you're probably pretty critical of, you know, the way art is constructed. You know the difference between, like, shitty things and, and good things. And I'm like, I am like that. We do a podcast. I talk about how some games suck, like, you know, uh, and how Epic Game Store sucks, but Doom Eternal is bliss in game design. So I became an art cop. So I got an art degree, and I, <laughs> I walked through the game now judging art by its aesthetic merits. Um, and And then I also, because I'm a weakling... Um, there's this guy, Measurehead, who's this buff dude who happens to be a massive racist, and I need something from behind him. And I, there's no way I can fight him, and he's despicable in his annoyance, but I can't get past him by punching him because I'm weak. So I concocted a plan to convince him that I'm super into his racism. So I, ha- I got a thought about advanced race theory, and it's like, that game gets so... Anyways, I just want to tell you guys I'm just a big racist in that game, but it's fake. <laughs> It's just to get what I want. Yeah, yeah. You're uh-huh. such a dirtbag in this game as a protagonist. <laughs> there's, there's no way you come out of this game feeling good about yourself or your choices, but you have to finish the game or just, you know, you can, you can not and I guess not play it. But. Sure. I tried to uh, punch him. It didn't go well. Yeah, I figured. I tried to punch a little kid and fell on my ass and lost one <laughs> HP, which was half of my <laughs> HP. What if this? I'm going to try and punch a giant racist muscle man who has tattooed on his head like phrenology lines? I'm like... This guy is going to punch me into outer space. Mm. Um, so I decided I'd do the lying thing and pretend to be a racist. Um, but oh. it's just funny how deep it goes in on racism. <laughs> it's, it's something else. Um, yeah, I sunk my first, uh, moving on to another game, like, uh, Sea of Thieves, I sunk my first undead boat. That's a big accomplishment. Oh my gosh, I'm still Wait, loving that game. what does that mean? You sunk an undead boat um, for those? So like, periodically, like undead boats, uh, Davy Jones style, just rise out of the water and attack you. Yeah. And I think it happens when you raise the Reaper flag. They'll come up more often. But I was like, I can't sink a boat. And if I went to last night, I finally was able to put one down. And that was a big accomplishment. It took like nine shots, and it was sloop on sloop. Um, that's a little boat. Sloop yeah. on sloop action. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we took out one, and there's lots of treasure on it. It was just a milestone when you finally were able to, to I've played that game like 40 hours now. I still haven't taken out a boat, so that was really nice. Huh. I think that's um, the thing that makes that game compelling to me, though, is knowing that there's no like XP, that like experience in that game really is just experience. It makes me excited because... Just money. You're trying there, to get goods. There's no thing in that game where you look at it and you go, well, I can't go there because I'm too low of a level. Like, you can do whatever you want in that game. You might die because you might just not be an experienced enough crew in the I know what the hell I'm doing sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no reason why you can't try things. Like, mm-hmm. if you get attacked by something, you have just as good a chance as somebody who sunk a ton of hours into that game. Yeah. Uh, at doing it and i think there's a real appeal to that to not like, know that it's like the, oh i gotta go grind xp so i can be a level 82 pirate and be able to defeat a skeleton boat it's like, just for cosmetics and like harder missions like there are harder missions tied to reputation but there's a limit to reputation it's not that important you know ultimately um the fun thing though is like just the discovery so like you know the your, your ship can get holes in it you use wood to block up the holes and you take a pail you scoop the water, you dump it out, right? And you're like, okay, that's what the pail's for. But I just discovered after like nine or ten sessions, if you eat like rotten food, you'll puke it up. Mm-hmm. Well, you can catch it in your bucket and then throw the bucket at other places. <laughs> you can barf in a bucket and then chuck it on things. And I, I, you wouldn't know that unless you thought to try it. And also, I, I sent you guys the snake thing too. That We had a mission where we had to capture snakes. 
And the, when you put the snake in the cage, it bites you. It spits poison at you. And we're like, how do you bring this onto the boat? So we did the snake relay where it spat poison at us. And we died 100 times times trying to get a snake on a boat. <laughs> and then Mike was like, uh, why don't you try playing an instrument? It probably won't work. And then, you know what? I whip out an instrument, and then the snake gets charmed, and then it's calm. So to catch a snake, one guy's got to play an instrument. The other guy puts it in the cage, and then you transport it. I'm like, this game is amazing. Like, it's not some UI telling you kill three pigs or press this button to do this thing. It's just like there's all these kinds of magical little interactions with everything. It just makes it a constant delight to play. Like, just that we're discovering it. Like, we're figuring it out on our own, you know? It's cool. I need to get the damn thing. I will. I'll it's good. Getting it. yeah. uh, nice. And, uh, yeah. I'm not getting it. It exists. I have it. I need to play it is what I mean. I need to play the damn thing. How about that? Yeah. Um, all right. Awesome. Well, that's a bunch of games we played. I'm going to read one of these emails here real quick. Check this out. Where is it? Whoops. This is the wrong. I'm in the wrong place. That's a good question. Hey, guys, says Luke. He sent this to talk to the court gmail.com. Love the show and wanted to use this email portion of this or use the email portion of the show to remind Bo and John that Scott will soon be asking you if you have any parting words of wisdom while the outro music is playing. So heads up, use this time to get ready for Scott's inevitable question. Luke. I mean, I don't know. Probably doesn't that's, hurt to remind you. I don't know. Useful advice, uh, but not always the most prepared for that. Yeah. And I don't blame you because, you know, I spring it on you and. Yeah, we never, been. we never sat and made it a thing. No, we didn't it make just, it official. It happened organically. It did. It's a little bit like a lot of what we do here. Uh, thanks for that email. If you guys have more emails, more thoughts, more comments, talk, uh, talk to the core. Don't stalk to the core. We don't want to be stalked. Talk to the core at gmail.com. That's talk to the core at gmail.com and be like Luke and ask your question. We'll be reading it here on the show. Also, it's a brand new month, a time for you to hop on and enjoy the great benefits and perks of memberships over at our Patreon. Patreon.com slash core show is the place to do it. If you've been on the fence, now's the time to get off that damn fence and belly on up to the bar. That's patreon.com slash core show. Frogpants.com slash core for everything else. And uh, don't forget, we're always on Twitter and stuff. You can find us there. Core pod, John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, and Bo Schwartz. All right, that's going to do it. Oh, Bo, where are you streaming? At Gorath. Goreforath. Oh, at Bo, twitch.tv slash Bo Schwartz. Oh, you That's changed it. That's right. Hey, it's I knew this. It's and Bo Schwartz. That's I play right. Gorath in games, but just find me Bo Schwartz wherever. And John, you're doing, uh, uh, what's it? What is your, Revendon. Twitch.tv slash John underscore Jagger. I thought it was Revendon. Why? Why did it I do that? It used to be. Yeah, no. Bo right. changed his to Bo, and then I was like, well, you we know. Just, we don't, we're not on core. You're not, like, Scott, you're not like, hey, Gorath. Like, <laughs> you know, like people yeah. don't talk. Like, I am Gorath, and in games I am, but all the sort of public facing stuff, people call me. Yeah, Bo, it makes sense. You know? um, I just don't know. I don't know why I missed both of you changing it. But it's, anyway, it seems like other social circles do it, and I'm always like, how do they keep that up? But I'm like, I'm cool with it. That's just our lot. It's totally Bo changed it, and then I copied him. That's what happened. Nice. I like to see a little but I copied cat. someone else. You know, we all copied. We stand on the shoulders of giants. Truly, right. truly, um, and but, most assuredly. Um, all right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for being here. I'm not going to do it this week. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I have the chef. <laughs> <laughs>